Hey, when does the show start? It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, Friday, the 6th day of October, 2023. Thanks for being here. Good morning, my name's Jason Bailey. It's the BS, there's Nikki D. That's me. There's Nelson. Good morning. And your phone number, 916-909-0985. You can also use that to get in on the text machine, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Get our podcast, stream us anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And give us a like, share, follow on social at Listen to the BS on YouTube at The Bailey Show. Filled with pictures, videos, reels, stories, whatnot from the uh, first day of Aftershock yesterday. You guys were on top of it out there with social media. I was. I was. That would be Nikki D. Yeah. <laughs> I was anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> was uh was was that a filter that you were using or it said rock cam and it looked yeah, like I made an, it. A, you made it. Mm-hmm. How did you make it? Well, I started out with the recorder. I blew it up and then I typed rock cam at the bottom of it. <laughs> you didn't want to put 98 rock cam? No, I just wanted it to be a rock cam. Oh, gotcha. Not the radio station cam? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Now, screw that. Don't want anybody to know where we work. I was <laughs> they like, know where we work. It's on our page. I, I was like looking for. Uh, I was. I was looking for the filter. I was like, that's kind of neat because it was kind of like an old VCR thing. Uh-huh. I was like, there's no way she made that. I was like, if she I did, did she would it. be. She'd put 98 rock cam on there. She wouldn't just put rock cam on <laughs> there. There's some people out there that uh, had uh, looked like they were a little warm. They're wearing leather jackets and trench coats and whatnot. I guess you got to yeah, like. There were people too much. who had on layers of clothes, layers of socks, and they were black. Yeah, well, the black All I understand. All the clothes were black. Yeah, the black I can understand, but some of the jackets, I was like, because it was a little, I mean, I wasn't out there yesterday, so I don't know. My kids went out, but. It was warm. It was, I'm sure it was a little toasty, right? Yeah, people had on full costumes. <laughs> there was a, a Car- Pirates of the Caribbean guy out there fully clothed, yeah. and it was hot. That seems to be like a thing now, um, especially for the older bands, not that Aftershock has a lot of the older bands, when I say older bands, like from the 80s, you know, but the, the people will dress up. Like when you go to wrestling now, you'll see a lot of people dress up like that. It's that cosplay, uh-huh. that goofy-ass cosplay that people do. Yeah, but it's for everybody now. It's You're right. It's every, yeah, you If there's nostalgia, you dress the part. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. It's nothing new that you dress the part for. It's all for OG old school stuff. Right. Exactly. And it's two things going on for Aftershock. They're also dressing up in Halloween costumes. I just couldn't really? chase a few of those people down to get them on my cam. I'm, I'll find them today. What? for? I mean, I, I guess October or... Yeah, they just some the girl that I was trying to chase and I lost her. She was like dressed like some kind of like scary doll, and she had like the blood coming down. It was it was a deal. You sure it was for Halloween and it wasn't for one of the bands? Because doesn't right. Of, well, it was the all female group. They dress like that. Oh, I don't know who it is. Yeah, they're kind of a, they're they're up and coming band. But I was talking to somebody about them the other day. I just have a it's like a bunch. There, there's three, I believe. Kim Dracula or something. Yeah, they're Asian. The three girls in the front are Asian, and then they have these like kind of characters in the back. Okay, and so it's a big deal. So some of these bands, 
and especially the more gothy bands, mm-hmm. they'll peep their fans will dress the part. Oh, okay. So it's not a Halloween thing. They'll just dress the part to go out there. Some of the signs and stuff that they have up out there seem like it's kind of Halloween-ish themed. So that's why I thought maybe they were doing both. What kind of signs did you see? Uh, one of them, it was like a scary faces in the back, and it says uh, aftershock, scream, something. I took some pictures of the signs. So, yeah, that's why I thought it was two maybe things going on at once. Is this your Aftershock 2 outfit today? Yeah. 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 Well, Well, read the whole whole thing. Okay. Read the whole thing. Uh, Old school playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Isn't it? I never said it wasn't. I well, like you're it. seeming like you're trying to make fun of it. Well, he is trying to make fun of it. Well, no, well, I don't know why. Uh, no, this that's not cool. true. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm trying to make fun of you. Uh, because <laughs> because it, it's funny to see your attire every day, which you think <laughs> is, is, is like rock and roll. This is rock and roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yesterday, you were dressed to like, well, I got my cut off. I got the guitar and the wings and totally rock and roll. Today, cassette tape. Yeah. That's rock and roll. What's tomorrow? This is throwback. Do you have um, all of your... Yeah, I have an outfit for each day. Yeah, is it already laid out? No, it's hung up. Thank God there's that section at JCPenney. <laughs> well, that's where rock, she and, the, rock and roll heaven. That's where section. she got the filter from, was JCPenney. The filter. Yeah, the, see, the rock cam. Oh, because it wasn't it's 98 just, rock uh-uh, cam. It was just, just rock cam. You, what you don't see is at the bottom, it says sponsored by Arizona. Right. <laughs> Anyway, here's a Halloween example for you. Like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Capitol. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I think- Did you know that, uh, total side note, but did you know that Spirit Halloween is owned by Spencer's? What? No, I never knew that. I know, mind blown, right? Wow. I I didn't even know that it was a chain thing until I came out here and saw it, and I'm like, oh, these are everywhere. I thought when those old bookstores closed down, it was just a spinoff person who threw the spirit Halloweens in right. the old bookstore. Yeah. I didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> I, I I always assumed they were owed, right? That that, that yeah. there's uh-huh. a parent there's a parent company, and then people buy into it. That's yeah. what that's what I always thought. But no, and the only reason I know that is uh, my son works for Spencer's, and he told uh-huh. me. That. Now he could be wrong. There's a chance, Fair. but I'm going to believe him for uh-huh. conversation. I have not done my research. Sure. So I neither can confirm or deny, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go with what Caleb says. Okay. He uh, knows. He works there. Did you change your shoes yesterday? Nope. You didn't? You kept them on? I kept my sandals on just to test your theory, and I was completely fine. Well, it's not my theory. It's 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 the rule. Mm-hmm. It's Again, I'm not making things up as I go. It's just it's it's the rule. I mean, people know better. It's not really a rule. It's it's, it's your first rock. Preference. It's your first rock festival. It's a rule. Uh, it's, well, it's I was a, completely a, fine with my sandals on yesterday. My feet weren't. Messed up like Nelson said they would be. They weren't hurting. People didn't step on me. That's like if you go, have you ever been to Mardi Gras? No. Never. Okay. That's like if you were to go to, it's funny how women work. It's like you, you, a guy says something mm-hmm. and it's just wall goes up. Yep. You go to Mardi Gras, I would tell you, wear a pair of obviously closed-toed shoes yeah. that you will throw away after the trip. Yes. She would buck the system, not do it, and no. go, but but to, to make a point, mm-hmm. she would, no. My Crocs were great. They're fine. My Crocs are, you know, that's the thing. Elsie, you saw me. You know my shoes were fine. You know I'm, I'm saying, not making that up. Well, but how deep into crowds did you go is what I want to know. Because I was working the whole time, so I didn't get to see, like, how deep into the thick of I went to the edge, okay? What's that? All the way to the edge, over by where the highway is. You couldn't go no further than that. Yeah, but how deep in? I'm not talking All about out. All the way out. in. I went in. I had to give out passes. No. I was in the crowd. Okay, distance from the stage. <laughs> no, I didn't go to no stages. Disapp- that's- <laughs> I had no reason to do that. 
Go ahead. Continue. I'm good. No, no, please. Go That's ahead. The question I'm asking you is how deep into a crowd itself. You know what I mean? Like if you're a fan and you're going up to the stage, like last night when, yeah. when Incubus was on, I'm like, hey, finally I'm done working. I'd like to watch Incubus before I get out of You didn't go up to the stage? No, I didn't go up to the stage. One, because I had a backpack on and I'm 400 pounds. And I got there. <laughs> Actually, you should have gone up to the <laughs> stage. Because of those reasons. And I'm sure there would have been a lot of people that would actually appreciate it you making your way to the stage for those reasons. It's like a semi going through protesters on a busy interstate. Yes. Had I not gotten there like three songs in, maybe I would have gone deeper, but I just didn't want to mess with them. My foot already hurt from the what, uneven ground. What, what we're trying to tell you is that for the rock festival goer, Mm-hmm. And you're out in the crowd, and you're in the pit, and those yes. types of things. You do not wear the open-toed shoes. And I would give you guys that. If well, I was going to be in a pit with people jumping crazy around me, I would want my feet covered. You're you're right. <laughs> they do jump crazy. They, they they're crazy out there. <laughs> you, you see her face right now. It's uh-huh. like she's she's totally on an island, but she's trying her best to keep up. <laughs> she's fine. got that face. You know, it's like. <sighs> Oh, I messed, messed up my camera oh, that's there a little see, bit. See, all that banging. So, uh, so we'll obviously, you guys will have stories, I guess, I mean, throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I am curious to see if uh, your dreams did come true, so save that for later. Okay. I will <laughs> I will stick around and <laughs> join with the audience to see if Nelson had his dream come true and meet the band Incubus. Let's say this, though. You know, if you follow uh, not only the, the radio station, but also uh, the Aftershock people on social media, like – in particular, not nothing against your guys' social media, but their photographer is really good. Yeah, like the aftershock photographer, mm-hmm. who whoever that person is, like the social media is strong, like probably the strongest that I've ever seen with mm-hmm. a concert because you have this offset of of the band pictures that are are really professionally shot, and then you have the crowd pictures, and it, it, I guess the. Di- the age looks like it's all over the place. Like you've, it is. Yes. You've got you know kids to you know people in their 50s and 60s. I didn't see any really small kids, though, so I, I was kind of happy about that. Nobody brought really small kids out. The youngest kid I saw I think might have been like eight or nine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, You're talking about babies. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see anybody yeah. with like babies Don't bring and a baby. small kids. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Bring your kid, but don't bring – like I love it. You know, I was saying that yesterday with that Aftershock Festival Facebook group. You know, there's a mother and daughter. Now, the daughter was an adult, but still, I love seeing the parents, especially my Gen X people, mm-hmm. bring their kids to, to rock shows to introduce. Now, these bands that are playing outside of maybe the cult, and then you've got GNR, Biscuit. I mean, Gen X bands. Sure. Um, Corn. Yeah. Would be a Gen X band. Yeah, sure, because they were at Woodstock. You got to look at Woodstock 99 was the was the Gen X defining concert. Okay, so that's like the handoff from Gen X to millennials cuz I'm like an elder millennial so like some of those bands are are right in my wheelhouse as well. 99 early early like 2 2002 tops mm-hmm. would be the tail end of the Gen Xers. Okay. So like we would cover we would cover anything from the end of hair metal, Guns N' Roses uh would then come next, and then the grunge being the meat and potatoes. Sure. To finish it off with the singer-songwriter rock guys, you know, the yep. kind of the pop stuff, you know, the Smash Mouth, the mm-hmm. Third Eye Blinds and those guys, and then 
the tail end would be like the new metal, guys. the next generation of heavy metal, mm-hmm. which would have been corn biscuit. And then we can dabble into the shine down disturbed stuff. Right, right, right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that would be the gen Xers. And then for, you know, millennials and whatever else is after millennials to have your parents take you to an aftershock and be able to share. Cause they're all the same. Right. I mean, right. Like you can go and, and really get into Avenged sevenfold, which is my son's favorite band. Mm-hmm. So like my wife dropped the kids off there and then picked them up last night, but he had to stay to the end. Oh yeah. Cause you, I mean, Avenged sevenfold is a phenomenal, just a band, but B performance. That's mm. the one time that I felt like I almost was trampled when Avenged was getting ready to perform and everybody was running from the Incubus stage to the Avenged Sevenfold stage, and I'm standing in the middle because we lost Nelson, and people are just running at me, and I'm like, okay, I got to move because I'm about to die. How, how does, I'm just curious, but how does one lose a Nelson? Because Nelson. Is, were you not wearing a bright yellow shirt? No, nope, I was Did you wander off again? Yeah. What did I tell you about your meds and rock shows? <laughs> Talk yeah. to her about her directions. It was a lot. No, we, we'll talk about that later, later on in the show, but let's be clear. You were a little bit selfish. And I'm just, that's all I'm going to say. Selfish? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to have this out. Well, I don't know if we are because I don't know what the hell y'all people are talking about. That's how we lost him. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're here now. We're found. Are you sure you lost him and he didn't try to go backstage and meet his his Brandon Boyd? Mm hmm. I thought about, I I did have one moment where I was like backstage. And it was very exciting for you. Well, it was for Ben Sevenfold. Mickey got to in, uh, interview Johnny Christ. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, and I was just like, let me let me loose. Let me loose. I'm going to go to one of the other compounds. They didn't, though. They tackled me. Did you not hear the show from yesterday when you were on it? <laughs> what do you mean? About marking out. And, yeah. And the, there's a certain level. He uh-huh. missed it. Yeah. I missed it. He missed it. <laughs> he missed the mark. <laughs> totally forgot about that whole mm-hmm. entire... I knew you would. Whoops. Oh. I was almost, I'm almost scared to go out there today, because I'll go out there today and tomorrow and just watch you guys do what you, whatever it is you're doing. More or less, him. I'm just afraid to, no. you know, get called over by event staff. So, do you know this guy? He's doing something, right? He's peep, peeping into porta potties. He's won't let the incubus bus leave. Well, I'm not allowed within 20 feet of Pinfield anymore either. So, <laughs> what'd you do to Matt? Oh, nothing. I oh. was just I went over and marked out a little bit on him. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Very light. It was light marking. God almighty. Nothing with him is light. All right. Uh, oh, wow. So we'll, I'll give you these pictures to post here for next segment. So if you follow us on social media, listen to the BS. You guys can be the judge. We've kind of had this conversation the last couple of days on if I'm allowed to have a black Santa. Well, according to Nikki, by the way, uh, I don't care what you or anyone says. I've purchased one and I have it and she doesn't believe me. So I do have picture proof of my black Santa that I bought from the Home Depot. So I will show you that. You can post it. You can do a poll. And mm-hmm. you can do it. I don't do that face. I don't give a mm-hmm. damn. I have every right. They sell it in the store. I can buy it. <laughs> right? Right. Damn right. All right. 916-909. There's no discrimination if it's on sale for everybody. Yes. We are all one when it comes to Christmas. Amen. And you can celebrate Christmas however you choose. Mm-hmm. All right. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. Hang on. This is bad news for you Girl Scout cookie aficionados or concierge. What oh, happened? Oh. They uh connoisseur. Is that the word you were looking for? Is that not what I said? No, you said mm-hmm. no. Connoisseur. Raspberry rally. I'm not even familiar with that cookie. Oh, is that the one that's got the weird jelly in the middle of it? Probably so. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not familiar. I don't think so, no. I thought it was a circle with, like, jelly in the middle, like, but not, like, in a sandwich form. Anyway, like on the, top of they're it. discontinuing it. But oh. I guess it was the sister cookie to the iconic Thin Mint. So it would be like a Thin Mint, but with raspberry instead. That sounds delicious. Never even heard of it. That's Me like either. The, that's like the one, meaning, right? No. A raspberry Girl Scout cookie? Yeah, I know. I'm looking this up. That's like the one time out of the year that I fat out is Girl Scout cookies. Oh, you, there it is. You're like justified, right? <laughs> you're like, I'm helping a good cause. There, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with me downing 2,500 calories because it's going to help these poor little girls that Absolutely. are out there. Absolutely. You got to get that bad. Sweating their balls off out in front of Home Depot. You know, uh, I've never even heard of this cookie before. Me either. I've never seen it till right now on Google. Looks delicious though, <laughs> it, doesn't it? It Maybe. does. I would have tried it. Yeah. What if this is a marketing ploy? Like to say they're going to discontinue and, it, and then they put it on the tables and everybody buys it now. Well, or there's a clamoring for it because now no one's ever heard of this cookie. It's probably <laughs> right. it's probably a new cookie. It's not even an old cookie they're discontinuing. Right, right, right. It's this little those little <laughs> bitches will get you. <laughs> yeah, every it, time. I told you what happened with the uh, the Boy Scout in front of Lowe's. Yeah, I was so tricky, man. He made me buy like thirty dollars worth of popcorn. He yeah, helped so, you though. He helped you. But he he got me. Well, it was my yeah. fault for trying to go in the out. <laughs> he did a good deed. But he learned the secret that it I, I thought they the door opened both ways. But no, he knew that there was a sensor, he had to trick it. So I just sent you the uh picture. So look, I know we haven't we haven't got the girls well, Girl Scout cookie season. We've got uh we've got uh, Halloween at the end of this month, we've got mm-hmm. Thanksgiving probably Christmas not even on your list yet. But we know how the Christmas season works. Stores earlier and earlier start putting stuff out there. Uh, Christmas makes, I'm sure it makes you happy. It makes me happy. puts me in a good mood. Christmas music puts me in a good mood. I really miss Christmas carolers that would come to your house. It's like a, it's a lost art form. Nobody does mm-hmm. it anymore. And I understand why, because you don't want to get shot. You yeah. know, people get mad at you for knocking on their door. So, uh, with that being said, my wife and I were at the Home Depot the other day in Roseville, and um, they they've got the hollow most of the Halloween stuff is is already on sale, and then next to it they have all the Christmas stuff, which actually takes up more space than the Halloween stuff. Right, and like it's gotten just crazy what you can buy. To you know, when I was a kid growing up, to think that you could have. What are they called? You know the 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 mechanical. There's a name for it, like the animatronics. Animatronics, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What was it Country Bear Jamboree? Yep. Right, and mm-hmm. then of course Chuck E. Cheese. You, right. you never thought as a kid you could actually own one of those. Exactly. Now you can. You can, right? Yes. So you know you reach a point in your life where you're going, I need an animatronic. Yep. And so we go to Home Depot and we see that they have this this like six foot Santa Claus. You can get them in white. You can get them in black. Like, you can get a white Santa and you get a black Santa. Totally get it. I've never had a problem with that, right? right? They also had a Yoda. I cannot believe that I didn't get Santa Yoda over black Santa. But instead, I bought black Santa. We put it together the other night, and we put it up in the house. Now, Nikki D has a problem with it. Because why? I, I want to know why you bought a black Santa, and you have not answered my question other than, oh, I just wanted it. What was the reason that you wanted a black Santa? Isn't that reason enough? Yeah. It's Christmas. Do you really have to have a reason for everything? You will get people prizes for Christmas for no rhyme or reason. You no, get it to, a reason for everything. That's my line. I understand that. <laughs> but for Christmas, you know, you're like, I have to get them. So why did you get it for him? Because I had to. That was the reason. I gave you a reason because I wanted to. That's a reason. 
That's not a reason. It's not a good enough reason for you. That's no. but it is a reason. A reason. It's yes. technically a reason. Yes. There's there's something. There doesn't have like to be like wanna... some deep dark history with why you do things for Christmas time. Why don't you have to say dark? Are you going to keep this Santa every Christmas? This is the Santa that you're going to put up in your house. Yeah, I preferred the black Santa over. I sent you the pictures too, Nelson. I, I, I prefer the black Santa over the white Santa. I don't understand why you have such a problem with this, and nor should no one else. If it's available for me to buy, then I should be able to purchase it. I just Came in a huge box. That's a cool-looking Santa. Thank you. It is a cool-looking Santa, but he does not identify with a black Santa. Like, you weren't raised that way. That's not what you think about in your mind when you think about Santa. So there's a reason why you bought this Santa, is all I'm saying. You don't have to tell me what the reason is, but you didn't just say, you know what, I want to get a black Santa for Christmas this big and put it in my house. All right. Truth be told. What's the truth? I just did it to piss you off. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying. <laughs> he would do that. Yes. He just buy it just to make uh-huh. me mad. Yeah, just because he knows he can understand. Well, then you tell me why are you mad? Why are you upset? Because I don't feel like you identify with a black Santa. So I feel like you're trying to be funny. Ha ha! Look at me. I got a black Santa to put in my house for Christmas and sing oh, as if it was like a, oh, if it was like a Sambo character or something like that. When people keep like old racist iconography around. I mean, I'm not saying that it's mm-hmm. racist, but I'm just saying he doesn't identify with that. So it doesn't make sense for him to have a black well, Santa. Well, okay. well, I I mean, I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel triggered. Um, I just, I, I feel like I'm being You ju- don't even use those words. I, now I do, now that I live here. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, f- I feel that you're judging me. And I am I feel you. like I should talk to somebody. I am judging I, I don't you. Think, accurate with I that. don't think that's fair that it's not like... I went out of my way to buy it. It was available for me to purchase, and I thought that it would maybe, I don't know, it's a stupid dream, but bring people together. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your black Santa going to bring together in your house? My, all the, all the, the neighborhood. All the boys from the yard? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm, maybe that's milk nobody. and cookies, not milkshake. But yeah. Santa's in oh, yeah. I thought it was all the milk and cookies bring all the boys to the yard. Uh, that's the Christmas <laughs> version. <laughs> My black Santa brings all the milk and cookies to the boys in the yard. <laughs> okay. I'm putting it up on our Facebook page and letting everybody see your Santa. And they can just tell us what they think about it. Maybe everybody thinks your black Santa is great and I'm just crazy. And, you know, and to be fair, he's a very light-skinned black Santa. No, he's not. You don't think so? No. I've shown you don't this picture. So? That's what I thought. Yeah, I've um, shown this picture to a few people, and they're like, they didn't even, they didn't even see he was a black Santa. No, he's not. He's not light skinned He he looks like a black Santa. Looks more of like a Middle Eastern Santa. Right? Kinda. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Maybe he's just. May, maybe he's not. Maybe I bought the wrong one. Maybe they sent me tan Santa, <laughs> beach Santa. I have no idea. <laughs> but I will tell you this: it is really neat. It is sensor, like motion sensor, mm-hmm. so it scares the bejesus out of you. Especially when I'm up at 3.30 in the morning walking downstairs and they trick me in my house and they leave it on. And he goes, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Let's sing. And he sings. Hmm. And it makes you so happy. <laughs> in October. And his mouth moves. His his face moves. His torso moves. It's really neat. I see. I really want you guys to come over and see it. I'm going to come see it. So are your decorations and all your emblems and things you're going to put on your trees and all that stuff going to have black people on them too? Well, no. Why can't he have all people? Yeah, why can't? I mean, I'm probably going to. Well, gonna, maybe. 
Make your Christmas tree diverse. Put all the different races on there. Probably going to cover, you know, a good span of the world. Have a very worldly Christmas. You should. But right now, Black Santa's got to dress up for Halloween, so we got to put Halloween decorations on him. Oh, my God. Oh, and Santa? Yeah, because he's going to be there for a while. It's a little early for Santa, I agree. So we got to put some Halloween stuff on him. Right. right, We're going to put, like, devil horns on him or something like that. Oh, God. She approves that even less. That's sacrilegious. You know what I'm saying? Like, first you wanted Santa to feel good, and you're going to put devil horns on Santa? Because it's Halloween. No. I mean, you got to put, some, like, a witch broom or something. Yeah, you, witch's broom would be good. Or, like, a sheet. No, that's probably a bad idea. That's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> Didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a tricky, I mean, this is now really tricky. I find yeah. myself in a pickle. <sighs> mm-hmm. You know, of what I can and can't treacherous do. Treacherous waters. Very treacherous waters. I don't know what to say. Again. <laughs> Finish everything with, especially around here. <laughs> um, all right. Go ahead. First round of headlines. I want to tell you what coffee shop fave is closing some locations and what legend the NFL just lost. Yeah, very, very sad. All right. Two big stories from today. Get your first round of headlines here in a minute. Here. Stand by for news. I'm getting inbox people with black Santas. Scott. <laughs> he's got two of them. I don't know if he has them. I think he's snagging pictures off the internet. No. I think ha- those are his personal Santas. It says got a sign behind one of them. It says Scott's house. No, it does not. <laughs> Scott's house. <laughs> My house. <laughs> my, this is my house. Uh, first round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air. GoodGuysHeatingCooling.com. Best service, best price. That is guaranteed. All right, go ahead. Your fave Starbucks could be no more. H1. Starbucks is joining the long list of large businesses to shutter stores in San Francisco. Here's a look now at the cafes set to close. There's going to be exactly seven Starbucks that's going to close down in San Francisco. They did the news there. KCRA reached out to try to get comments to see if it had anything to do with the crime. They did not say that crime has anything to do with why they're shutting them down. They said they do evaluations each year to see, you know, where they are. And sometimes they have to close down a few stores. Starbucks does not close. The United States government, yes, not Starbucks. (laughs) Starbucks does not close. It's like the one thing that and Disney. That's consistent. Yeah, that's Uh consistent. Never. There has to be a really, 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 really strong reason. Why they're closing down seven of them. Yeah, not just one, but seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, people in the Bay Area are going to have problems. They're not going to have anywhere to go. You know, there's no, unless somebody does something about it, you know, they, they bronze in the situation and go vigilante. <laughs> Maybe this is the thing that's going to make them change the laws. They're going to be fed up. You're closing down Starbucks? This I doubt it. it. I doubt it. If anything, you'll have people come out and go, oh, don't hurt them. They probably need it. You know, don't stop them. They, they, they must be in a situation. Maybe we should feel for them a little bit more. By the way. Uh, since uh, my my son's coming in to do Game of Tones, Rach just texts and asks if you guys want Starbies. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. I right. well, text her in order. I'm, I'm not in charge of it. Her. I'm going to text her. Yeah, text her in order. She's stopping right now. All right, second story, please. Uh, NFL powerhouse Dick Butkus has passed. H2. Buckus was just at Soldier Field when the Bears kicked off the season last month against the Packers, a place he dominated as an eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-NFL player in nine seasons from 1965 to 1973. 
He had a very decorated career in the NFL, and even after he died in his sleep overnight in his mm. Malibu home at the age of 80. Very, very sad. And, you know, here's the thing, and I can't think of the other – oh, Brooks Robinson. So Kyle's not with us this week. He'll be back next week. You know, he's the sportsy guy. But, mm. you know, we just had this random conversation one day about – and Brooks Robinson's name. Mm-hmm. You know, he was wearing Orioles stuff. And, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, I, that's I grew up as an Orioles fan and all that stuff. Then Brooks Robinson dies this day. Nelson, I think just gonna say you are cursed because you and I just talked about Dick Buckus the other day. It was, but I think wow. I messed it up and I said Mike Ditka and not Dick Buckus, and then I corrected myself because we were talking about great tight ends in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you know, guy stuff off yeah. the air. Uh, but then, but then we had a conversation about that's yes, the second person that you've killed. Well, <laughs> I don't want to say that. That's a horrible thing. That you maliciously sent to the grave. But that's trippy to think that that's the second person we just randomly. We got to stop talking about old guys, man. Right, like, sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Let's stay away from some of these artists, especially anybody who's performing <laughs> right. Aftershock. I don't want anybody to get screwed over with a performance. Jesus. It's very, very sad. That guy played the game. The way the game should have been played or should be played, I should say. And a legendary broadcaster, legendary coach, football player. I mean, just like actor. Everything. Yeah, all all facets of his life were awesome. Yeah, he he was he was the real deal. He was, was that dude? So he had a good eighty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how the last couple might have been, but seemed like a pretty solid eighty. Well, and if you look at how he played the game, you are wondering how he made it to eighty. No joke. You know, you wonder what his condition was right before he passed, but. Yeah, cop- None, uh, yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, SNL did a whole you know, thing for the Bears during the, the Dicka days. So, Mike Dicka, you know. I even think he did one of the skits. Yeah. You know, it was what, John Goodman? Who else was on there? That, did oh, that the, was Dicka, not Buckus. Yeah, it was Dicka. Mike, because it was Dicka. 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 It was the Bears. Dicka. <laughs> All right. Uh, another week in the NFL, fantasy football. If you're into that kind of thing, you like to win money and all kinds of good stuff, uh, especially like the DraftKings. I am. So our buddy Brandon Kravitz, he's the he's the genius. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that knows. And I wore my Better's Edge hat. <laughs> I saw that today. I saw it sitting over there. I was like, oh, it must be Friday. He sent it to me. I told him I'd wear it this week when we do it because we got the video version. So we'll talk with Brandon here next. Hang on. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. Good morning. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And there he is. Fantasy Bites podcast at Rotowire. If you are a fantasy football player like myself, you do the DraftKings thing, uh, then our buddy Brandon Kravitz will do everything in his power to make you win this week. Uh, last night, Brandon, my Khalil Herbert did not pay off because every single running back for the Chicago Bears is injured. But DJ Moore fans, extremely happy. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good, and I am in a league where I'm going up against Justin Fields and DJ Moore, Oof. and that week is over. So <laughs> yeah. Yahoo Sports gives me a 98% chance to lose, and I haven't even gotten to Sunday yet. If you notice, I am uh, today wearing my Better Edge uh, hat that you sent me after we had our little bet uh, a couple weeks ago. Looking sharp. Yeah, looking you. sharp. I've been following you on social lately too. You have been uh, gallivanting around town as of late. Well, I don't know about gallivanting. These two that I work with, they're gallivanting. We've got aftershock here this week, and <laughs> you know this humongous concert on the West Coast, and uh, these two are working their butts off. And I'm just going to go out there and have a couple drinks this weekend and watch them sweat. 
you know. So I need to start cyber stalking Nikki and Nelson too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you 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 want to see hard workers? Follow them, not me. I'm not the guy. You follow them. I They're... never said you were working. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said you were That's true. Very Let's true. Be clear. All right. Let's start off with uh, quarterbacks uh, this week. Who do you like? I'm going to look the way of Anthony Richardson. I love what I've seen from him. He is a much better passer early on in his NFL career than I thought he was going to be coming out of Florida. It's the reason you have a better edge hat on your head right now <laughs> right. is because he's been stellar and he goes up against the Titans defense that has been really, really tough in terms of uh, their front line, but their secondary is not any good. So Anthony Richardson does have a good deep ball. I think he's going to be able to exploit that today or uh, on Sunday rather. And I'm going to go back to the well with Tua. The Giants have shown no pressure whatsoever throughout the course of the season. And Tua just dices up defenses that can't get after him. Coming off of that tough loss against Buffalo, I think he'll bounce back. So those are two guys I look to have really big days on Sunday. And for the Indianapolis game at the Colts, you know, possibly Jonathan Taylor will play how many snaps he gets. That's to uh, them to know and for us to find out on Sunday. Um, But, you know, I don't see him getting, you know, I, I wish I were playing somebody that had Jonathan Taylor uh, that they put in their starting lineup because I think this will be a bust week, especially Tennessee's, like you said, got a great run defense. And as far as that Miami game goes, the Giants at the Dolphins, I this, you know, every week uh, in the NFL, there's a major trap week, like major, not just one or two games. This, I think, is a major trap game. You know, you think on paper, two is going to carve them up. Uh, I, I know you're this big Tua, Mark. I get it. But it, this is like they're not going to need to do that with Mostert and A-Chain. It's just going to be. A-Chain's been great. Yeah. And I like him a lot this week, too. Do you realize that through essentially two weeks of production, he's already the number two running back in fantasy football mm-hmm. behind only the legend that is Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. who scored 13 consecutive touchdowns, by the way. Uh, in games with the San Francisco 49ers. Number two, and he was inactive in week one and was barely used in week two. And I think number three is the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins is Raheem Mostert. He's he's still up there. He had a bad week last week. He wasn't really utilized, so I think that dropped him down the overall ranks. So right now, Raheem Mostert has to be a sit on your roster. Is a guy that you're happy to have, but you can't really use him. A-Chan seems to be taking over that backfield. He is lightning quick. So there's a lot of guys that I see that start both, and even in uh, you know daily, like for DraftKings, you know because of that game two weeks ago, they're like, well, if they can do it, then they can do it again. So that's a tricky spot, you know. Like there's one thing to be said in fantasy football when you have a really good team, but if you have a really really good team and you don't know who to play, and you're sitting guys because of a week two weeks ago or last week or whatnot. Uh, like in this situation, two backs, one team, that's risky. Yeah. That's real risky. Yeah, I don't like doing that. I want to make a decision uh, in that situation. My decision would be A-Chan. And then, look, if it doesn't go your way, having points on your bench is not the worst thing in the world. I know that's probably the thing talked about the most when you talk to your fantasy friends on Monday is, oh, I had this guy go off on my bench. Well, it's better than having nobody on your team that's any good. So I uh, always look at that as more of a positive than a negative. Just try and make the best decision possible. And at receiver, Brandon, where are we at? 
So Michael Gallup is, I'm not going to say he's taking over for Dallas because CeeDee Lamb is still the star there, but he has led the team in receptions in back-to-back weeks. San Francisco's got a tough defense. They're not the greatest defense of all time. My point is, is that they're going to focus on taking CeeDee Lamb out of the game. I do think it opens things up for Michael Gallup. That should be a really fun game on Sunday night football. So he's sort of a sleeper for me. Another one, I'm just going to give you under the radar guys here because in terms of building a DraftKings lineup, I went cheap at wide receiver this week. Alan Lazard is uh, got a touchdown, went for 60 yards last week. Zach Wilson seems to have found some confidence. There's no better way to back up a confident outing against the Chiefs, like playing against the Denver Broncos, <laughs> who have the league's worst defense. So Alan Lazard, good streaming option, good DFS play. And I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. I already gave you Anthony Richardson. How about a little stack here that Titans secondary, very questionable. So I think he could have a big day and he far and away leads the team in targets. Or really, really cheap. Like you have only a couple thousand dollars left for DraftKings. Josh Downs, uh, sneaky play for the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony Richardson yeah. seems to like him. I think those. I think both of those guys have an opportunity to go off. And if we're targeting guys who get thrown the football, how about a tight end for you by the name of Zach Ertz, who refuses to go away? Number two in the NFL in targets at the tight end position so far. They go up against the Bengals. They're going to need to put their best foot forward if they're going to win this game. I think they can because Joe Burrow has been downright awful so far this season. But Zach Ertz would have also had a touchdown last week. Josh Dobbs overthrew him by like two inches uh, in that game against San Francisco. So he's been outstanding so far. Don't overlook that. Last night's game, uh, so I've got Khalil Herbert. I, I I had a lot of Khalil Herbert stock in my drafts this week uh, this year, and he gets injured. He doesn't get injured because he got hit. He got injured because it was a horrible throw. There were three, if not four, opportunities where Khalil Herbert was overthrown, underthrown, side-thrown, horrible-thrown, where he could have picked up points, especially if you're in a PPR league like I am. And Justin Fields hurt Khalil Herbert last night because of a bad throw. You know, then yeah. the, the announcers didn't even say anything about it. I'm like, dude, how could you not point that out? That it was the quarterback's horrible throw that injured their only running back standing. Uh, Back to the. I think a lot of people are going to be confused by the stat line of Justin Fields, the fact that they put up 40 points. I thought he was still terrible last night. He just put up really good numbers, got off to a great start. DJ Moore helped a lot in terms of running after the catch. I still have a lot of question marks about Fields. Back to that uh, uh, Jets-Broncos game. Do you not want to root for Zach Wilson? Like, don't you feel bad for the guy? It's Because the guy's not – he doesn't – even though when he was drafted, you know, there was this portrayal that he was this arrogant guy with a hot mom and the hot girlfriend and all that stuff. But he's a pretty – he comes across to me as a humble dude – that's been put in a situation where no one had faith in him, obviously, because they spent all that money on Aaron Rodgers, and then he's just trying to figure it out. But I like to see you know, the guys rally around him. They, they gave him hell for a week or two, but then they came back, and it's like, I don't know. I'm not even a Jets fan, but I'm rooting for the guy. I completely agree, and, and I, I think that, that perception was warranted. He came into the league as a guy who did carry himself in a cocky way, And then the only thing we really learned about Zach Wilson early on, other than the fact that he struggled to play quarterback was that he liked to sleep with people's moms. Right. So that was sort of a weird thing to find out. And (laughs) I think he had to get humbled last year. He went to the podium at one point in the season and said, you know, this stuff really isn't my fault. 
the struggles that we're having on offense. Straight up said that to the media and the fans, and that does not is not digested well by people. What really turned me around for Aaron, for uh, Zach Wilson is the way that he handled Aaron Rodgers coming to town. It would have been very easy as a guy who was the number two pick in the draft not too long ago to look at that and be pissed off and offended by it. Instead, he said, hey, I've got this legend here. Let me try and learn from him so that I can get better. I think ever since that moment, I've seen a completely different side of Zach Wilson, and I'm with you. So many people bag on this guy. I just find myself wanting him to do well. He's like... He's like a little puppy dog that, right. you know, like can't quite get his footing. You're just like, come on, you can do it. He's Run the, down the street. He's the ugly dog of the pound. Nobody wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep in mind that you have uh, what on paper should be a pretty good game. It's, you know, one of the top three, according to Vegas, uh, highest point totals. And that's Jacksonville and Buffalo. But that's a London game. So that's a 630 a.m. game. Uh, that would be West Coast time. You know, East Coast time, you're looking at a 9.30. I hate these international games. And By the way, what is that experience like for you guys over there? Because 9.30 is like, I'm still kind of like, I- I'm I'm getting into my day at that point, so it's not that weird to have football. You guys roll out of bed, and it's already on. <laughs> I- I'll tell you this. So, East Coast, my schedule on Sundays, you know, doing morning radio, my Mondays start Sunday at about 4.30, right? So, you start to get that weekend's over. It's very sad. Sun starts to go, dip, blah, blah, blah. And then on East Coast time, you still have the late games. And occasionally, they will be good games or Sunday night games, and you can never get through them. On the West Coast, it's amazing. You know, <laughs> all the games, you know, regular for the day games are done by 4.30. I get my work done, and then I can watch all of Sunday night, which the Dallas-San Francisco games this, this Sunday night, big game. And I'm, I can watch the entire game, watch something else afterwards, and still go to bed at a good hour. <laughs> That's amazing. It's it's really real. Go to Hawaii. Hawaii is even better. Yes, it is. <laughs> Comes on at like two in the morning, like after the bars. You can go He's watch like, the yeah, games. Send me there. Yeah. We got any work trips coming up? Uh, she just I've, got. I just came back. She just came back from Hawaii. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, do you Fantastic. think this uh, Jacksonville Buffalo game? I bring it up because a lot of the times those games in London don't live up to anything. You know, you look for you know whether it's whether it's weather or what have you. Uh, do you think this game will live up to that 48-and-a-half total that Vegas has got it at? I think it'll be a good game. I don't like the over because these two teams played each other a couple of years ago, and Jacksonville figured out a way to jag Josh Allen into the mud, and very few teams figure that out. But when you are able to do it, he turns into an atrocious quarterback pretty fast. Buffalo is coming off of a highly emotional win against Miami. They had to travel to London. The Jags are just sitting there for a week and waiting. We have no sample size of what that does in terms of an advantage where Jacksonville doesn't have to worry about that travel across the Atlantic Ocean. So I think Jacksonville's got a real advantage here. Buffalo's obviously the better team, but Jacksonville's going to try and ugly this game up. They know how to do it. Uh, I think that this is going to be a really good game. Maybe both teams even get to the 20s, but I would take the under. I don't think that this is going to be a points fest. Will not you, early in the morning. Will you have your boss give you play-by-play for Sunday's game since he went to London to watch his Buffalo Bills play the Jacksonville Jaguars, in which I'm sure they I welcomed him with open arms? Together. I knew that Rick went to London. I didn't even think about the fact that he went. because Is that the reason he's there? That's hardcore. Well, I sure there's a couple of reasons why he's there but he's a he's he's a he's a he and molly are diehard buffalo fans yeah sure 
But uh, I know you guys wow. in your arsenal have a relationship with Jacksonville too, so I'm sure that it was it was a no brainer of a trip for the family to go to London. Well, the, yeah, right? Rick is a diehard Jags fan. His wife is a diehard Bills fan. Right. So right, now yeah. this is all coming together. Uh, I would say be careful with the highest point total game again, according to Vegas, a 52 and a half with Kansas City and Minnesota. I think that's going to be a trap game, but that Philadelphia uh, Rams game uh, at 50, I think that could have some fireworks, especially if uh, Cooper Cup is back. So since you and I have now gotten into the situation where we make bets with each other, sure. I'm gonna, I am gonna want to go back to that Chiefs-Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Do you want, can we put something on the line here? I think that one goes over. I think that that one's going to be – Oh, I no. think it's going to be points crazy no. at four o'clock. Sure, uh, we we'll bet something. We'll figure out the bet next week because I don't have time. But I will definitely take the under on that. I say, <laughs> okay. I say, I'll shoot you a text. I, yeah, I say they're so up by halftime, you get a lot of Pacheco and even possibly a uh, uh, Clyde. Uh, what's his name? Edwards Elaire. Edwards Elaire. Yeah, yeah, I think you get a little bit of him in the second <laughs> half too because they're going to be so up. So that's All just right. my two All cents. Right. At Brandon Kravitz on Twitter, Instagram. He is the host of In the Zone weekdays, 3 to 6 p. East uh, on 96.9 The Game in Orlando. Also, his podcast, Fantasy Bites Podcast at Rotowire. Buddy, we'll talk over the weekend. We'll make the bet. We'll put something on the line and we'll have you back on the show next Friday. All right. All right. Have a good weekend, ladies and gents. All right, buddy. You too. See ya. I got to sneeze. Great. Bless you. I don't know what's in the air, but lately I've been sneezing like crazy times. This is nuts. Uh, more from Aftershock yesterday. You guys have some more stories I know you want to share mm-hmm. from your first day out there. I was reading an article about how concert festivals have changed so much over the year, and one thing in particular that the younger concert goer is not doing nearly as much as the older concert goer uh, was doing. So I'll tell you what that is here as well. Hang on. Welcome back. Day number two of Aftershock. Hopefully we'll uh, see you this weekend. I know Nikki and uh, Nelson spent the entire day there yesterday doing worky type stuff. Mm-hmm. Running doing a, the same thing today. Running, yeah, doing the same thing today. And tomorrow and the next day. Things could be worse, Nelson. Fair. I don't know how, but they could be. I don't know how either. <laughs> it's nice of you to say that, I suppose. <laughs> I was getting, I was getting updates from these two throughout the day. <laughs> I think I was your your vent backboard. Wow. <laughs> uh, Nelson had a tough run at it yesterday, didn't he? He not? did. It started yeah. off tough for Nelson. Like the moment he pulled up to pick us up to head out there, I knew we were gonna <laughs> have a bit of a rough day. It started before it started. It started before we even got going. He pulls up on two wheels like he normally does. <laughs> I open up, get in the car. He How would didn't you even clean know? Anything out? It took five minutes for you guys to get out of the damn apartment. You didn't see well, how many wheels I pulled. It took you on. two hours to Nelson. get there. So relax. Nelson. Took you two hours to get there. We've had this conversation. All I know is I'm not taking any static today. (laughs) You see? He's still on one. He's been like this since yesterday. He's on tilt. He's ready to go off. All the way tilt. He is activated. You say one thing to him, he's going ham. That's how it's going Baby man angry. Yeah, baby man angry. Jesus, Mary Joseph, what are you so angry at? I just, I'm angry. I I see that. I'm trying to figure out why now. Baby man can't explain, I guess. (laughs) Baby man don't understand emotion. Baby man need to go grab them some pills and talk to somebody. So what did you say he was selfish about? I didn't hear that. 
So, I would love to hear this. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> at the end of the night, right, we've, we've worked all day. We're tired. We're trying to get out of there. Now, we knew that he possibly but, wanted to stick around and see his band. But then we had talked about it before, and he said, no, I, um, I, I think we can go ahead and go. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, we're not sticking around. We're going to wrap this stuff up, and we're out of here. Next thing I know, he throws his book bag on, and he's like, um, I don't know if you guys need a ride or don't need a ride, but I'm going to go see the band. We talked about and it days he, in advance. He walked off, right? But you changed it when we were there yesterday. I said I was thinking about it, and you know what? A couple of people there that we were working with said, dude, this is your favorite band. It's right there. Why would you leave now? You could at least catch a couple of the songs. Yeah, I think Our it, boss and another guy from the radio station. I think you got to give him a mulligan at Baby Man having a day and uh, Incubus is up there and that's his band. And yeah, yeah, that and that's why I gave him that a mulligan. That make you happy? Right? It did. It did make me happy. Did you cry? No. No. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. No, I did not. I saw you. No, I, I did not. You. You're not. Well, you're talking about two different things. He's okay. he's talking about just Incubus being on the air, okay, or you. on the stage. But no, I I was ready to well. I almost welled. Did you, did you get your song? What song from Incubus is your like? Is that your um mushy song? Probably Drive, the one they always close the show with. Right. So you waited for Drive. I didn't. I was going to leave, but this whole no, disaster we, with trying to find yeah, find we, these we, two. We heard every I, song they sung. I can see Big Baby Man and the. Sea of people and uh-huh. drive comes on from Incubus and everybody's having a good time and this giant man is bawling his eyes out yeah. and nobody can figure out why. He song probably was bawling when that <laughs> song came on, but probably because oh. he was lost. Oh no, I was. He didn't have any idea where we were because this, it was simple. We're in the the media VIP. You could see the Incubus stage from where we were inside of the mm-hmm. VIP. What side of the stage could you see? Okay? You could see the right side of the stage. The back of the stage. You yeah. could not see the stage. You could see the... The the name of the, the concert, Aftershock, is what you are after you see Nelson watch Incubus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're they shocked even... afterwards that a 400-pound man was crying <laughs> in the middle of a rock and roll show. Didn't even have time to cry. Would have loved to have been able to stand there and absorb so, it and cry. So I was, I was reading this article about uh, the Gen Zers going to festivals. They just don't drink as much. Uh, Alcohol's not just not a, not as much of a thing. You know, and each into their own. I, I, I don't have. I, I think that's actually probably really smart. It's nice to see a generation smarter than my generation. <laughs> you know, because you don't want to be dehydrated. I mean, I've, it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but it gets to a point where you know most of us can have fun drinking at a at a rock and roll show, and then there's a lot of people that that drink in excess, right? So you, you it's too much. You get dehydrated. God, uh, if anything worse happens to you. You see, you see that. I mean, every drunk person I saw last night that was falling down drunk, cops going up to them, they were older people. I didn't see one young person right. drunk. Yeah, and, yeah, that's good. That gives me hope for the future. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah, but if you want these festivals, you better drink a little bit, man, because beer is what moves these <laughs> these festivals, dude. You can't don't have to get drunk, but you got to have a couple of tall, cold ones. Not during the day. That's tough. Yeah, it was hot out there too. Not it a was, day drinker. That's what I really did. Really hot. The one time I got to see corn at another festival. 15 years ago mm. we were we didn't drive down there a buddy drove us so me and another buddy finished a handle of captain morgan before the show before the show we get there it's like 10 o'clock because he's got to go backstage and do interviews oh yeah so me and the buddy are just there. sitting mm-hmm. out in the field i grabbed one of those uh hurricanes the mm. uh, the blended up hurricane and then i passed out missed i just threw my hat on my face Look, and lay down the grass on the radio side of things you know when i was younger and Thought that's just the way you did it. There, were, I, I, I didn't show up to do some interviews because I had to take a nap. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's just, just like, 
look, you know, I remember the summer sanitarium tour in the early 2000s and being up in the you know little broadcast booth there and uh, Chino from the Deftones, you know, comes up and he's, he's smoking a joint while I'm interviewing him and I'm like, hi, while I'm talking to Chino from the Deftones and it's somewhere in my head, like the, the normal side of me is going, I don't think this is right. <laughs> right. But the rock and roll side of me going, this is pretty damn cool. I got to mm. say, this is pretty damn cool. I almost missed the James Hetfield conversation <laughs> because I was so damn high. Couldn't get it. I was like, you know, well, what are you supposed to do when your guest shows up with a joint and then you're in a small location and the smoke's Smoke all up in your face, it, you know? Be I careful. Kinda, who's tonight? Who's the headliners tonight? Do you have the thing pulled up? Uh, Limp Biscuit is tonight. Oh. Is that t- that's tonight? Yeah, yeah that's Limp tonight. tonight. So excited for 6:30, that. 6.30, I think they go on. Yeah, they're, they're one of the earlier. Now, keep in mind... You know, especially if you've seen Woodstock 99, the doc on Netflix for us Gen Xers, you know, and break stuff and all that. You know, we go crazy. Godsmack and Tool. Those are the two. Our bodies can't handle that anymore. So just be careful. (laughs) Right. Be be careful. Woodstock 99 at Aftershock 2023. Right. It's just not going to happen. Gonna be tore up on the floor. Bad Omens right is now. tonight too. My son's very excited for that. I'm excited to see Bad Omens. As well. Skillet, another great band. The I Hell, think Megadeth is playing too. Like they're not even one of the top three named bands. That's how big this lineup. The Who's playing tonight? Not the Who Who, but the uh-huh. HU, the Mongolian yeah. guys. Uh-huh. That's going to be really interesting. Yes, I think that crowd is going to be. It's going to be a night. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, what are they going to be? Polaris is playing earlier. That's another great well, band. Coheed is out there. That's. I'm going to be interested to see how Coheed plays in a festival because they're such a unique band and a unique style. I'm interested to see how they mesh with all of the other acts. I, I have a feeling if there's going to be an aftershock story for people to tell in the years to come, mm-hmm. it's going to come from tonight. Mm-hmm. It's just looking at that lineup. Right. It's it's going to be a very interesting. Very interesting, energetic crowd for a Friday night. I can't <laughs> wait for my rock cam. Yeah. Yeah, you're not even rock. I mean, you're no, rock, cam. rock cam. Just, cam. Just rock cam. Uh-huh. Yeah. You should put some rocks in there, like pebbles and stuff <laughs> that you find on the ground. <laughs> All right. Uh, second round of headlines, and then we've got the tickets. Uh, so outside of Aftershock Extreme and Living Color, will be in town at the Hard Rock Casino. We'll do a round of Game of Tones at the end of this hour. If you are interested, stick around and uh, you can win those. Second round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what's been seen floating around Cali and mm. who the American people don't really trust. All right. Again, two big stories from today. Get you learned a little bit here in a minute. Stand by for news. It's time for today's top two. And a big thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, 530-GOOD-AIR. That's 530-GOOD-AIR. Best service, best price, set is guaranteed. Miss cassette tape, right? Yep. All right, got a rock and roll shirt on, ready to go to Aftershock. <laughs> it's not a rock and roll shirt. It's a cool shirt. Yeah. Do, you, do you need to say thanks, like sponsored by JCPenney every time? No, I do not. They did not sponsor me. I paid for everything I have on. The okay. rock and roll section of Spencer's? Nope. Almost Yonkers. Nope. <laughs> Remember that? Thanks to Arizona and all the fine <laughs> folks that work at that fine clothing company. All right. Uh, second round of headlines. Good. Charlotte and her webs are paying North Cali a visit. H3. Um, what it is is there are these little spiderlings, baby spiders, and when the conditions are right, they will release a bunch of silk and they will 
fly off to new locations. Hell no. No. <laughs> not, not interested. Nope. Nope. People are noticing all these wispy, like, clumps around, and they realize that these clumps are actually spider webs that they're being spun by spiders, and that's why they're floating around through the air. What of a course, living nightmare. Like how you all just reacted, people are kind of freaked out, but it's like they're spiders. This is what happens. And our friends are. Uh, Where? Cl- everywhere. Our friends, the clue is to have this series going right now on TikTok where they're fighter spiders. They're fighting spiders. Oh, my God. It is so funny <laughs> watching those two idiots that you guys used to work with down in Georgia. They are finding bugs and other spiders, and he will move a spider from one web into another one and fight the spiders. They're clever. Spider oh spike. There are a lot of things, but clever has to be on the list. So is, it, is this just a California thing, these flying spider webs? Well, it's happening here. That's where it's being noticed. But I'm pretty I've not sure seen this it happens yet. across the world. You know, the wildfires here make a lot more sense now. I thought it was like accidents or the power company. It's people trying to stop these damn spiders. That, that's just odd. I, I don't think I don't think that's real. Is that a real story? No, that's a real story. Did my they mom give you that plum. off Facebook? No, she did not. You can see them floating through the sky. The whip. You've never seen that, though, anywhere? No. No, I haven't seen them the way that they looked on the news with the big clumps of it, but I've seen floating spider So a spider makes a house Mm -hmm. and then decides... He's like a a redneck spider. Like, it's the the spider version of a trailer. Like, it's mobile. Yeah, Yeah, they're mobile. That's why they make the webs to travel. A a spider can travel across the ocean, I read. What? Yep. That's what What? it says. How did we get there? says they can travel across the ocean. All right, let's just talk about spiders the rest of the show. This is fascinating. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, clear the rest of the show. A spider can travel across, because he makes a spider boat. Because he makes the web. Like a web boat. It, mm-hmm, and he just can keep going and going and going and going and across. So he just craps out more web and it catches the wind? No, yeah. it comes out of his hands. Haven't you ever seen the movie? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I think it comes out, out webs. <laughs> I think it comes out of its You're bottom. an idiot. <laughs> Spiders, I'm watching. I understand why you're on tilt with this guy at Aftershock. He says stupid things like that. Oh, my God. Spiders don't duty webs. They shoot them out of their hands. Understood. All right. Well, are these spiders uh, venomous, poison, dangerous? No, they they pose no danger to anybody. People says are just you. creeped out because right. they're seeing the webs flying around. Actually, you know what? This is a ploy. I bet you this is put on by Spirit Halloween for Halloween. <laughs> no, it's this, not. I've never heard this story in my entire life in America, but- October, the floating spiderweb story just happens to pop up. It comes out. Okay. I saw the videos. It's real. It's All not right. fake. All right. You're not getting this guy. All right. Second story. Who do you trust to save you on doomsday? That's the question. H4. A new survey from the Pew Research Center finds the nation increasingly distrustful of the federal government. <laughs> According to a survey of 6,200 Americans conducted by bonusfinder.com, 71% of Americans say they do not trust the government to save them or prevent doomsday. Hell no. What is the percentage? 71%. Yeah, I'd probably say it's more. I sure the hell don't. Could they not find the other 29% of people? No, <laughs> there's 29% of people who have faith in the government, apparently. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, I, bots. Those are Russian bots for sure. This must have been done on Twitter. Look at what we've been through, and the Superman has not come to save the day. No. Right? And matter of fact, they don't even know what they're doing. Like nope. They have no idea what's even happening. That's why everybody needs a bug out bag mm-hmm. like I have. You keep it up to speed. You check it every month. You got your food that you can survive. Mm-hmm. You got your stockpile. You got your firearms. You got a safe place. You're, you know, I'm a, I'm a baby prepper. Right. There's nothing wrong with being a baby prepper. I'm a baby man. You're a baby man. Baby man can baby prep. Baby prep. Okay. You can come with me. 
He's just going to need someone to eat when all those dry goods run run out. You know what I mean? He's like, mm, nice and marbled. Yeah, I saw that movie. I'd, you bite up in that tushy butt. Oh, yeah. That's where you go, right? <laughs> We'd have enough food for days if we had Nelson with us. Days? Months. Months. Yeah, depending. You make yeah. jerky, I'm sure. Just say, bring Hilarious. some of your bigger friends with you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get it over with and kill them now and oh, stockpile the meat. We're going to have Nelson ass steaks tonight. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. The band Extreme with special guest Living Color. This is a great back-to-back show, right? They'll be in town February 25th at the Hard Rock Casino. It's the Thicker Than Blood Tour. I want to send you. If you want to go. I got a pair of tickets, but I need you to participate, which literally means you call this phone number and you sit on hold. All right. 916-909-0985. Uh, we're going to do a round of Game of Tones. Where myself, Nikki D, and my son Caleb's here. He's going to be our third. Kyle's out. Uh, we'll get noises, sounds, tones. We have to buzz in, figure it out. Guess whoever has the most points is going to win for you. So you can pick me, you can pick Nikki D, or you can pick my son Caleb. The category topic this week is festivals. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So smart. All right. 916. 916- 909-0985. Again, 916-909-0985. First come, first serve. Need some players. Those tickets will be in your hands here after Game of Tones here next. Hey. You want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh, oh, oh. I know that sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dost thou knowest thy sounds? Then venture forth to engage in a spirited competition of Game of Tones. Hey, welcome back. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. And we had to get a stand-in for Kyle. My son Caleb's in town for Aftershock. So, Caleb, you get to play Game of Tones. So excited. I know. I like your Guns N' Roses shirt you got yesterday. Thank you. Yeah. Best one of the night by far. And Kyle forfeiting an opportunity to unseat you as the Tony Tone Tone current champion. That's what you get for taking vacation when you just start working two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his fault, not mine. Yeah, he was supposed to get a replacement in order to stand in for him. Yes, and you secured the, the replacement, so Caleb does not count as the replacement. And I thought I was doing the guy a solid. You were. Just you, rolled off. You should not have even offered that. You're right. Kids nowadays just don't know what's going on. Hey, Rich and Sack, who are you taking for Game of Tones, sir? I, I'm going with you, sir. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Well, you hang on, my friend. I'm going to do my best. And Nina in Sacramento, who you got? I'm going with Nikki. Nikki Let's D. Go. She got her rock clothes on. She's ready to go. <laughs> Scott in Fair Oaks, you will get my son Caleb, okay? Oh, that's great. All right, great. See how excited he is. Somebody's getting these tickets. <laughs> this is the Extreme with uh, Living Color, Thicker Than Blood Tour. It's at the Hard Rock Casino February 25th. The category festivals. 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 You, you got might to see, hear the festival. Or? You got to see your band, Avenged Sevenfold, last night. Very excited about that. Very much so. Yeah. First got- time since 2016. All right. Um, buzz Make sure in- you stay right on top of that microphone for me, Caleb. Oh. Buzz, buzz in sound, Caleb. What do you got? Ah. All right. It's got to be quick. I mean, blow it out. Bah! Bah! Well, all right, Nikki. Fave. Fave. <laughs> and I got a woo! And the category festivals. Ready to go. Nelson, please. Can you name for me this tone? Faith. And that'd be Nikki D. Crowd cheering? And that would be correct. Let's go. I forget they're like dumbed down a little bit. Some things are. I wouldn't say dumbed down. How about this? Your first opportunity to score two points. 
Bailey. That's well, that's Limp Biscuit's version of faith. Then that would be correct. For oh. Off of the door. <laughs> Love that. Oh, so angry. How about this tone? I'm with myself. No, who are you with? What band? Oh, uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. Woo! Yeah. Bailey. Almost famous. Yes. Ooh. That is correct. See, Caleb? Trickier than tricky. See, I love Almost Famous, but... Yeah. It, you didn't get to Band-Aid. She was about to say Band-Aid. <laughs> How about this tone? Dave. Oh. Bailey. Bye. Oh, come on. The drum solo. And that would be correct. Day and age of. You didn't I know. hate it when she says yes, come on like that. What were you going to say? You weren't going to say drums. Come. Oh, that's not a drum solo, though. So it's drums. Just <laughs> Han Solo. <for> drums. <laughs> How about this tone for two points? Ah, and that would be oh. Caleb. Interstate love song, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, see now, because he gave in the wrong order, does he still get the Stone Temple Pilots credit? Because, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. You you just, it doesn't matter which order you do it. One, you get one point. That would be incorrect on the song title. Oh, woo. Oh, Bailey. Plush. And that would be correct to split the points. No, I forgot you got it wrong. So, but you got a point. You're on the board. Well, that's why I asked because he yeah. led with interstate love songs, so he would have been. I would have buzzed him there, but he did have stone to. That's the fine. That's fine. Okay. You, we we got him out of bed. Okay. Okay. So that's that's, fair. that's the yeah. important. I didn't mean to confuse you. Give him a point for getting out of bed. There you <laughs> go. Huh? We give him a ding. All right. How about this tone? A rock music festival that drew hundreds of Whoa. thousands. Bailey. That's Woodstock. That would be correct. Isn't there different ones? You don't got to say which one. You didn't have to call that one. That one well, is called 69 Woodstock. 69 original. I mean, I think you could That hear. one is called Woodstock. The other ones are Woodstock 99, 93. That was not called <laughs> Woodstock 69, I can tell you that. No, it was not. It was called Woodstock. How about this tone? Woo! Bailey. Building the stage. And that would be incorrect. Bailey. Ah, oh. Nikki D. Fireworks. Fireworks. Sometimes you find fireworks at the whole festival. Did you have fireworks last night? No. Oh. Yeah, you can't. What am I talking about? It's California. Burn the place down. Oh, right. right. <laughs> well, with all these spiders flying in the air, I think you need them. How about this tone for two points? Ah! Caleb. <laughs> Backcountry by Avenged Sevenfold. And that would be correct. He takes home his two points. You got it. <laughs> Isn't that mine? I was going to buzz. I was like, nah, he can have this. And I <laughs> might ruin his trip. <laughs> How about this tone? Faith. Nicky D. <laughs> Snoring. And that would be correct. Might find yourself a drunk, passed out like I did last night. Almost stepped on one. What's the score? You have six, and me and Caleb are tied with three apiece. All right. Rich, you're in the lead. How about this tone? We're good. Oh! And that would be Caleb. Old school. And going that, streaking. Yeah, you don't have to have <laughs> going streaking, but yes, that is Break old school. Break the tank. Break the tank. But can you name the headliner of the band that Stereo City put on? Uh-huh. Can you? The headliner? Who's playing that stage he just oh, crashed? isn't it, um, isn't it Snoop Dogg? It's Snoop Dogg. Snoop yeah. 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 Snoop, bring your Caleb. green hat. <laughs> Useless movie facts running my family. <laughs> <laughs> How about this tone for two points? Don't know how much time has passed. Oh God, it feels like forever. Now he's just big timing you. If Caleb does, Nikki D. Forever. Because I'm looking at you through the glass. 
Don't know how much time. So I just don't want to. Oh, okay. Nikki D. Through the glass. No, well, Bob. No, she says boo the glass. I said through the glass. She said uh, through the glass. Right. I got to give her the point on that. <laughs> now, by who? Green Day. No, boo. Ooh. All right, well, uh, woo. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Caleb. Uh, that's Stone Sour. And that would be correct. Oh, that's what I get for being cocky. <laughs> yeah, you did. You could have had it from the very beginning. I'd rather sing this. I love it. <laughs> and although Stone Sour will not be there, Corey Taylor is going to be a member of the Saturday performance. God, so that's why we have Stone song. Sour. How about this tone? Two righteous dudes. Woo! Bailey? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That'd be incorrect. Faith. Nickety? Wayne's World. That would be incorrect also. I said two dudes. Good you can get in at any time again. Find. Ah! Caleb. Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. That would be correct. Oh. oh. Wow, that was good. And I he wouldn't not... need to say all of that. So if he had just said the Pick of Destiny, that would not have been enough for me. All right. How about... This tone. It was a great burn until it rained, and then it just gets muddy. Ah, Caleb. Is that dazed and confused? It is not. Faith. Nikki D. That's Woodstock. And that would be incorrect. Faith. Nikki D. It's the 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 Five, burning sand. Four, burning whoa. show. And that whoa. would be incorrect. <laughs> Bailey. Burning man. And that would be burning man. <laughs> Thank you. The burning Appreciate sand it. show <laughs> festival. <laughs> Rhymes. And, and you know what they say, and so are the days of our lives. Uh, <laughs> like sands through like the hourglass. Like sands to the fire. Uh, uh, <laughs> I knew I knew what that yeah, was. Yeah, you did. Thank you. you. Did. I appreciate that, the help. You got robbed on that one for sure, but you got to know it. How about this tone for two points? Ah! Oh, that's Caleb. Sober by tool? And that would be for Whoa. two points, Caleb. My, my buzzer's not Caleb right. has taken the lead. He has eight work. points. Caleb has taken the lead with eight points. Oh, my God. Headliner that I'm looking forward to the most tonight. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a hell of a show. They're, which, they're so good. Which, by the way, smart booking. Godsmack, Biscuit, and end with tool so uh-huh. everybody can relax for a second. Yeah, just chill. Really smart booking. Yeah. The acid should be kicking in right about the time Godsmack's getting off the stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> How about this tone? Ah. Maybe Caleb. Is that uh, hamburgers, hot dogs? That would not be correct. Nicky D. Frying? Frying, deep frying the, the uh, hot dogs and corn dogs. And... I think that's a fair. That's yeah, that is. At the festivals. There was funnel cakes. They had plenty of fried at, chicken out there last night. No, it's, it's, you know she's justifying it now. She's like, There's not a rock show that I've been to that they <laughs> haven't fried everything. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Too. If you've ever been over to the J.C. Pennington, we fry everything. <laughs> How about this tone? Okay. Oh, Nikki D. Oh my God. Totally excellent. That's Wayne. That's that's Wayne's world. And that would be correct. Get in at any time. You're just not ah, thinking babe. hard enough. Caleb. Is that this is Spinal Tap? Oh, no. Nick D. Okay, Wayne's World 2. There you go, Wayne's I mean, World come on. Oh. Like, I know that's their voice. I'm telling you, they didn't throw the big festival in Wayne's World until Wayne's World 2. Yeah, I, I would have given you that. That was tough. No. I was, that's, you're fine. Come What's on. the score? I haven't played in a while. Uh, you have... <laughs> Caleb's Seven. Lead, I, think. I have six. Caleb has eight. Okay, we've got 60 seconds. Final 60. How about this for two points? Ah! Caleb. Drive by Incubus. And that would be Drive by Ooh, Incubus. Damn. Ooh, look at Caleb. He don't pull this thing. Ow! How about then this tone? 
I want to give the audience a song that they can perform. Ah, so Caleb, this is Final Tap, and that's incorrect. Mm. Wait, no, wait, no. Whoa, Bailey, are you looking just for uh, Queen or Bohemian no, I, Rhapsody? I, that's the one I want. The movie title, Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. How about this tone? Ah, hey, Caleb, guitar solo, and that is correct. Damn. How awesome is that guitar hero? <laughs> I don't, I don't, not a 20 break. seconds. How about then this tone? Bonfires at first Whoa. grew. Bailey. That's Fry, uh, Fire Festival. And no. The guests were out of control, too. Very confused, very ah. chaotic. Caleb, Woodstock 99. And that would be Woodstock there 99. Oh, come on! 10 seconds. How about this tone for two points? Ah. Hey. And that would be Caleb. Sweet child of mine, Guns N' Roses. And that would be correct. What's the score? I don't think I we can come that. back. You can't come back. Caleb has 14 points. Wow. He has pulled out this win. Uh, demolishing. Scott and Fair Oaks, congratulations. You can thank my son, Caleb. He won Game of Tones for you. Pops into town and crushes. Nobody else has done that. <laughs> Just destroyed us. Uh, I didn't have to do anything. Ext- like the Dolphins two yeah, weeks ago. You don't have to do a damn thing. All right. You got tickets for Extreme and Living Color, Thicker Than Blood Tour, February 25th at the Hard Rock Casino, courtesy of Live Nation. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Nicely done, Caleb. Good wow. job. Yeah. All right. You crushed. So if you see my son out at uh, Aftershock this weekend, go up to him, give him a high five, be like, duh, heard you doing Game of Tones, you rocked. <laughs> All right. Do one of those things. Thank you to my wife for waking Caleb up and bringing a Starbucks. Oh, uh, yeah, Thank for the PSL. Thank you for the Starbucks. Ooh, Shout out, Rage. To thank my agent, Jesus, and Black Santa. Don't thank Black Santa. Black Santa rocks. I'm bringing Bye. Black Santa to Aftershock. I got him a wristband. <laughs> um, you're not. He won't get in. Yeah. It's going to be put up on stage. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be with Limp Biscuit. Right, yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. Don't give in to this, Caleb. So, you know, was talking about the Black Santa and the, all the decorations that they have for uh, Christmas that are already out, and a lot of stuff for Halloween, which we still haven't got to yet, those are already on discount. Those are on clearance. If you are looking for something to add to your Halloween decorations, let me help you, because there is a Halloween decoration that is taking the internet by storm. <laughs> there's one store that has it, and there's a reason why everybody has fallen in love with this decoration, which brings the question do we not want to be scared anymore? Would we rather have funny versus being scared? I'll explain here in a minute. Huh? Halloween's always fun. Halloween is like the new April Fool's. You know, everybody gets offended at April Fool's because you play a joke and there's a lot of people that can't get got and they just feel stupid and they don't know how to deal with it. So they get mad, they get angry, they whine, they complain, they bitch. Halloween's kind of turned into the same way where somebody will, you know, do because, you know, you got the religious angle for Halloween. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, refuse to celebrate it, and because they don't celebrate it, they don't think you should celebrate it, blah, blah, blah. They'll leave notes on your door and whatnot. They don't like your Halloween decorations that are outside uh, for whatever reason. But then you got the douche nozzles that will go over and beyond just to piss people off, which I kind of have a tendency to like uh, because they know it irritates people, so they'll do it. But, you know, like there's that there's that box that you want to stay in, right? There's that mm-hmm. let's have fun Let's make sure that it's kid-friendly because mm-hmm. the kids, you know, that's what it should be always be about. That's what I always say. It's about the kids dressing up, having fun, trick-treat. And, yeah, when they're coming to the that's doors, they, 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 they feel how, like Halloween. They yeah. get a little scared, but they're not scarred for life and need therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. Get into the spirit. So this new Halloween decoration that Target has 
is all over TikTok. It's all over the internet. Everybody loves it, and rightfully so, because it's fun and it's neat. And it's a giant jack-o'-lantern, you know, talking about the animatronic stuff like my Black Santa. It's one of those things that talks to you and moves and all that kind of thing. So it's about $180, and it's absolutely sold out. And it's sold out not necessarily because of what it looks like, but what it says. It's fun, right? You got some audio from this guy? I don't know what that means, but, but I got to tell you, it's it's pretty cool, right? Yes. Like somebody at the Jack-O-Lantern animatronics plant was like, let's do something different. Let's call this guy Lewis. My name is yeah, like, Lewis. So everybody loves this guy. He's like the number one. house. If you have this guy, people are probably going to love your, house, to your house for Halloween. Yeah, but whatever happened to the old school things that just went... Remember no, that? you gotta evolve with the times. You can't stay old school. You gotta get new school. Well, like I told you earlier, it was, it was just it was an unachievable dream mm-hmm. growing up to go to you know the Chuck E. Cheese or the Country Jamboree or whatever it was, uh-huh. and you see the bears, even though they just turned, mm-hmm. their heads moved up and down. It was like that. That's that's a theme park. It was. There's no way you could at any time in your life own one of these things. And now you can, yep. especially if you wait till after the holiday and you're prepping for the next year because they go on sale. Well, but did you see, speaking of owning it, though, you know that those, like some of the locations, before it was Chuck E. Cheese, it was called Showbiz Pizza. That's right. Yes, that's, that's what, what I was, was trying called. to think of earlier. Showbiz Pizza. And someone bought old animatronics from Showbiz Pizza and then reprogrammed them to sing like Usher songs. Really? Oh. Yes. It's hilarious. It came out, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, but some showbiz closed near this guy. And he it, it, he programmed the movements. It goes right along, and it looks like they're actually singing Usher songs. You want to know a little secret about those uh, animatronics that they have at Home Depot, Target, Lowe's? So you go in, you know, and I, I learned this when I bought my Black Santa, mm-hmm. which, by the way, since I've uh, we've shared the pictures on our social media at Listen to the BS, Nikki's very upset with me for buying a Black Santa for whatever reason. But uh, there are other people of my culture that have also Your culture owned that also owned uh, other not white Santas. They they enjoy the oh. other cultures yeah. in their house. I don't believe them. I think they're just trying to join in on this conversation. Everybody's sending internet pictures. No one has sent me a picture from their home showing they have these Santas that are different colors. Well, one man has. Yeah, I'll show yeah. you. Just, Jason Bailey. Well, yeah, and I showed you mine. Yeah, he's the only one. No, Scott he, didn't have it at his house. That was an internet picture. No, I think Scott doesn't lie. If you know Scott. <laughs> I don't know you, Scott. No. So here, let me let you know a little secret about these things. You know when you go into the store and they have those those uh, like buttons on the ground that you push with your feet? Yeah. They don't come with those in the box. Oh. They don't tell you that. Which is bull. Can you, you have to buy that separately? No. It, 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 so they're censored, right? So uh-huh. you, like my, my black Santa's got a sensor in his belly. And you walk by him, and it, and it goes off. And I was like, well, where's the little push thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not in there. They don't tell you that. So I was talking to Seth Leppard, our engineer, because he's you know really smart like that. And he goes, well, what you'd have to do is you'd have to get a smart switch and then a relay, and you'd have to you have to do some wire stuff, elect- electric- electrician stuff. If- You're telling me Home Depot's doing that? There's no way. There's got to be some plug-and-play thing, or maybe it's because it's the display model that comes that way, I guess. Well, now that's the reason. They have okay. it rigged. Already, before so you, they get it. So you can push it, I'm assuming, so it doesn't kill the battery with so many people walking by oh, or, or yeah. not knowing how to trigger it. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. 
Uh, yeah. So you had this guy uh, that had fireworks display the the the, the or, uh, Halloween display. The firefighters were called because have you seen this? The house. It uh-uh. looked like the house was on fire for real. That's wild. Like if I would have walked past that house, I would have pulled out my phone and called nine one one. It was really good. Yes, it was. Really? I have never seen the decoration look that real. Really good. The, even the fire department told them, like, this is good. This is a good job. And they told them they didn't have to take it down either. They can keep it up. It's strange to me, even though I grew up in a house that decorated for Halloween, you don't see it a lot. Like, you don't see, like, the big things out in the yard and stuff. Like, the no. Lewis guy, you'll have that inside your house if you're having a Halloween party. But my mom was nuts for that stuff, right? And one of the things actually ended up, a vandalism actually ended up making her thing cooler. So some punk kid came down our street, and she had a giant, like, eight, nine-foot inflatable pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And he slashed it. Ugh. What a jerk, right? Right. She stitched it up to make it look like it was Frankenstein. She should have put oh. gas in there so the next time he slashed it. <laughs> he passed out. That's what That's what my mom did. You know, my mother was over the top for both Halloween and for Christmas. Uh-huh. And so growing up, this was in Maryland, we had this, you know, this iron gate out front and our neighbors across the street were really horrible people, like to the point where we had to bring a cop, sneak him into our house to watch it, w- make sure that they didn't come on our property. Like, we had this Dang. big issue when I was a kid. Wow. I, I, I was a kid, so I don't know the whole story, but I do know that my mother would put these wreaths out uh, on the on the, the iron gate uh-huh. that was on the other side of what would be like a, a six-foot fence that we had put up, so we couldn't see them. Anyway, she put them out there, and then she would hand-make these red bows. You know, you get uh-huh. that red velvety stuff from mm-hmm. Michael's or whatever. Mm-hmm. And these people would steal them just to be ass jacks. So she started, well, I don't know if it was, I doubt it was her idea. I'm sure it was my first stepdad. This guy was pretty, pretty vigilant and violent. So he put uh, uh, razor blades. I was about to say some kind of sticky oh pins God. or something in them. I'm That'll sure he teach did. You. Yeah. That when they touched him, it'll cut their fingers up. So one morning I get up and I go to school and I'd always look to see if they were all there because I'd overhear their conversations and them mm. bitching and complaining. And one morning I'm walking and there was there was like probably six wreaths out there, you know. And there was like, okay, bow, bow. And as I keep walking up the hill to go to the bus stop, bow, bow, bow hanging off of wreath oh, no. with blood on the green part of the wreath. Oh, <laughs> oh no. my gosh, they got him. The, they tip, got, of an, got. the tip of an index finger they, on the ground in they, front of it. They got him. Yeah, they got him. <laughs> so that's the thing. Uh, if you're looking for a Halloween decoration, it's Lewis. Can I hear that again? That was funny. Yeah, Just real that's- quick. <laughs> My name <laughs> is Lewis. Lewis. But the way he says it sounds like he's saying Louis, so that makes it even funner. My name is Louis. Yeah. I does, would buy that. He does make him not as scary. He makes him a little a little softer pumpkin. Yeah. Like a pumpkin maybe you, two weeks after Halloween. Yeah, you can escape that haunted house. But if you heard that in the dark just walking by somewhere, you'd still be like, whoo, what is that? All right, Louis. I'm being told. My son just texted me. He says, because he's a... Uh, a manager at Spirit back in Orlando. Oh. Mm-hmm. So he knows. Or no, I'm sorry, he's at Spencer's. Okay. And I told you Spencer's on Spirit. So he uh-huh. said, you can buy the steppers at Spirit. Oh. See, I knew you have to be able to buy them somewhere. A little cross promote. That makes sense. I, well, That's a company man right can there. Can he get you a discount? Ooh. Well, I don't know. But How much more of a discount you want off of what's at Spirit Halloween? Seth Leopard, what are you talking about? That's not cheap. Have you ever gone and- What was it? At Spirit? Yeah, that's the place you go to buy stuff because it's inexpensive. I've walked out of there with a second mortgage on my house. I was about to say, the stuff I got out of there wasn't cheap. What's your idea of cheap? 
We've got FBI Fridays. My friends from the Bureau will yep. be in. They Colleagues. Will. What's that? Colleagues. Don't Colleagues. get him started, Nelson. My brothers and sisters. Oh, my gosh. In arms. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> They'll tell you. They'll tell you how I crushed the first I'm, night. I'm sure they will. No. I think they're bringing my badge today, actually. Oh, my <laughs> God. You know I came to work strapped, right? And the wallet. No, you did not. The wallet you flip out. <laughs> So it protects it. So he can flash it. <laughs> I'm telling you, next my next class for the FBI next Tuesday, I'm going uh, I'm going to Men's Warehouse. I'm getting me one of those FBI suits. Okay. Okay. They're I can't all, wait to see the, and some dress shoes, not tennis shoes. These guys. I, we're having a special agent in, you know, for whatever we it is are. that we're talking about. Watch. He'll come in. He's wearing an FBI suit. Mm-hmm. I bet he will be. I bet you they get a discount for Men's Warehouse. These are nice suits. <laughs> I don't think they shot at Men's Because every warehouse. once in a while, they'll be like, buy one, get one half off, so they'll probably go together. Uh-huh. <laughs> They'll split the cost. All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you what new law was passed in California and who's eating neighborhood cats in Oklahoma. All right, just two big stories from today here in a minute. Stand by for news. News, 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 It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all All right, here we go. Third round of headlines. Thanks to Good Guys Heating and Air, goodguysheatingcooling.com. Nikki D. If you're sick in Cali, you'll get to stay home a few days longer. H5. Working while sick risks infecting the community. Staying home without paid leave costs wages and sometimes jobs. Nearly two-thirds of Californians live paycheck to paycheck. California workers will now legally be entitled to accrue up to five days of sick leave. And that's going to start next year because of the Senate bill 616 that the governor signed um, on Wednesday. So it was uh, previously three days. Now it's going to go up to five days. So if you are sick, you'll be able to stay home a little bit longer. Isn't and that's going to count for you and somebody in your family. Isn't that a normal thing, though? Like, no, it's not normal. No, um, there's like not a, very many states that even have it approved for you to have sick time off from work. Really? Yep. So it's not a cross-the-board thing because it's not a federal law or something like that? Huh. It's state by state. I wonder if you, because if now they're saying that these companies have to pay you, I wonder if you have to prove that you're sick. Now, And, and by the way, a Facebook post with you with a thermometer in your mouth doesn't work. No, <laughs> most places you don't have to, to actually prove that anymore unless you stay past the days that you're already allotted so if uh-huh. you're allotted three days i don't have to prove to you i'm sick now if i go beyond the three days that's when i have to bring you a doctor's note that says i'm being written off work or things like that so you normally don't have to prove the time that you're approved for what happens if you're sick more than five like you got something serious you got a bad bug because you know that's the thing now is you know it's a catch-22 right i mean it was always playing hooky you just said you were sick you knew that they couldn't do anything about it nor did they care but you didn't really abuse it you would do it for maybe a day I, and I know this sounds like a goody two-shoes. I could never do that. I couldn't do it with school, mm-hmm. and I can't do it with work. It just it, it just scal- it crushes my conscience. I cannot do that, lie about being sick. I don't know what it is. Right. I, 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 I wish I could. I've, I, me too. I've tried. I can't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Like Sometimes I'll get so angry with this job, it's like, I'm just not doing it. I can't do it. Nelson said something to me a while back when I was angry about something. I was like, you know what? I'm screwed. I'm just not. He's like, yeah, right. I can't wait to okay. see that. <laughs> see you tomorrow. Like, I got yelled at at, uh, like, one of my radio gigs because I came with the worst pink eye you've ever seen. Like, think uh, 27 days later when they turn zombie and their eyes are all, like, red as a crayon. Mm-hmm. I had it in both eyes. And I'm like, I just won't touch you guys. And they're like, get out of here. 
But it's just, but that's what but you have to do in radio. You can't just say, I'm sick. Oh, they were so oh, mad. Oh, you just try not to work. Or you want to get up. You have to come in uh-huh. and prove to them yeah. I'm sick. And then they say, go home. What so, were you thinking? Mm-hmm. So back to my question, what happens after five days if you've got something, something? Do you still get paid or no? No, no. You don't get paid after the five days. That's oh. when now your um, long-term or short-term disability, that sort of thing starts oh. to kick in after the five days. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. I like that. Role. I like that, mm-hmm. too. You should have some time off. But like I said, it's only like 18 states that offer that. Because. You know, here's the other problem is that people, you know, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have, you know, one of those jobs where, you know, especially if you're working off tips or waitress mm-hmm. or a waiter or something. Can't afford it. God forbid a single mother. Mm-hmm. She comes down with something. Right. She well, one, you don't want her serving your food if she's sick. Absolutely. Right? But she knows that if she doesn't go, she's missing a day and that day is going to screw up everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's good. I Absolutely. like that. All right. Next one. In Oklahoma, you better hide your kids and your cats. H6. Right now, the hunt for a killer of sorts is underway at a south side neighborhood. In South Oklahoma City, there is a 13-foot python that's going through this trailer park, and no one has reported it that lives there. Apparently, somebody owned it. It got out. When it got out, they're saying it was only five feet long. The thing has now been roaming around this trailer park for five months and it's 13 feet long and it's eating cats why are you laughing <laughs> i'm just it sounds like it's kind of funny well yeah and it sounds like a wrestling promo it's like you know like when these 18 foot pythons come tearing through your trailer park you're gonna wish you would have called animal control <laughs> that's funny you know what I mean? like, that's really funny that's all i was thinking as I, you would say i that. can't i can't wait to find the python dead trapped underneath a car that's been propped up on cinder blocks for the last month well the, the people it's always a trailer park you'll find this snake <laughs> The people who own the trailer park told the people that live there if they talked to the media, they would evict them. Yeah. So people have stayed quiet all this time and been scared to say something. And finally, a neighbor snapped a picture of the snake and posted it. That's how it got out. Well, the good thing is at least the people can easily move. I mean, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know how easy that is, it's but okay. It's v- the vertical pedal on the right. <laughs> aren't mobile homes like RVs. These are trailer homes. Well, stationary. are they, though? Have you seen the park? Because I've seen some janky parks where they are. They just put up a little picket fence around the old RV. Right, they spruce no. it up a little bit. <laughs> These are actual Just waiting homes. for that random tornado. <laughs> All right, our friends from the FBI. What are we talking about with them? Cybercrimes. Cybercrimes. Yep. Uh, oh, my. We don't even need them. I you need you. what? I said we do not even need them. I got everything last Tuesday when I was at FBI class. Oh, I was about to say, what do you mean we don't need Cancel him? it. He had me so confused. Oh, I, I didn't realize I was talking to Buck Wagon Cover. Sorry. Oh, my boy, S.A. Uh, Eddie C.'s coming in. Cool. Your boy. My boy. You know him. S.A., by the way, special agent. Oh, okay. Yeah, not his S.A. <laughs> no, not S.A. Yodele. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. Our friends from the FBI uh, will be in. Maybe learn a little something about cyber crimes. You know, I, I, in all seriousness, I know I joke about this whole FBI stuff and buck wagon cover, but uh, my first class last Tuesday, and I'll probably re-up this when they come in, it, the scariest thing that we briefly had a discussion on was this. Oh, man. Was cyber crimes. Like, if you really want to get freaked out, listen to this man talk. Okay. And we are so oblivious to how at risk we are, and we don't even care. And we've, But we've gotten to a point, to our credit, 
in our defense, I should say, not to our credit, but in our defense, we've gotten to a point where we can't care because we're so far in. Yeah, every, all of our stuff's online. Right. It's too yeah. late. Yeah. All right. We'll have that conversation with the FBI here in a minute. Hang on. Welcome back to the program. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson, our friend from the FBI, Special Agent Ed Kadena, in the studio with us. Uh, Gina, not here, dealing with some stuff, so we wish nothing but the best for our friend Gina Swanky over there. I'm sure I'll see her Tuesday when I go back to the Bureau. You know about that, right, Ed? Buck wagon cover. I'm sure you were, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of you guys. I've, I've, yes, I've, I've heard about your alias, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know where it came from. Uh, Ed Kadena is one of my many names as well. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so, uh, and I get it. I understand. I love your. I love yours. I'm sure you like Buck as well. But. Buck. Oh, I love it, yeah. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Uh, last Tuesday was the start of, of this um, thing that I'm doing, this, this class with a bunch of other great people that the FBI offers up uh, for, you know, uh, for for people every year. <clears throat> and, you know, when all the gentlemen, uh, the heads of these different departments that the FBI has got up there, uh, I got to tell you that what you do with the uh, the cyber crimes is probably the scariest, to be honest with you. I mean, we talked, you know, briefly, there was the touch on terrorism, domestic terrorism, and all these different things. But when we touched on the cyber crimes, it, people don't realize that we're so at risk because we've bought into it and we don't mind it, right? We, we're not aware. We're not putting up walls like we used to because we need the Internet to have an everyday life. And with that being said, that's why you have a job, and that's why we have all these cyber attacks. Yeah, that's correct. And uh, I guess it's no coincidence I'm here today because it's Cybersecurity Awareness Month. I believe it was 2004. Uh, it was designated that in October. Uh, and it's uh, to bring these things to, to people's attention, uh, not just for the big high stakes stuff, uh, but also for people's businesses and their own uh, you know, cybersecurity hygiene at home, uh, because it's usually important. I mean, I can tell you that um, I try to use all the protections I can for my personal accounts, for my work accounts, whether it's good password hygiene, multi-factor authentication, and that's because, yeah, we as the FBI, we tend to be reactive and we open cases and investigations to try to figure out when people carry out those hacks, complex computer intrusions, um, is ransomware. Those are the types of things that we on our cyber squad here in Sacramento uh, often focus on. Um, but it really begins with, you know, how good was someone's cybersecurity hygiene to begin with? Uh, so that the attack never happens in the first place. Does that the multi the multi you know the get a text message for the code and stuff? You know this is on a us scale, right? The regular average every average day Joe. Do those things work? Absolutely, uh, and yeah, uh, it could be an MS, SMS text message that's sent to your mobile device. Uh, it can be uh, email. I I don't think that's the strongest because if someone compromises your email, it's not as good. Or it can be an authenticator application that you can install on your iPhone or Android or any other phone. And I can tell you, actually, uh, uh, you've had one of my colleagues on the show, uh, Ali Bose. Um, and Our colleague. Uh, <laughs> His colleague. Wow. I don't, okay. cor- I don't mean to correct you, Ed, but <laughs> yeah, and, we're uh, all part of the Bureau. Oh yeah. If I recall correctly, uh, she's from NCIS as well. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> So uh, I should I should let you know that it's it's kind of comical, but uh, we work in a facility where cell phones are not allowed. Right. So uh, in uh, electronic devices that transmit and store memory, and so I still use multi-factor authentication. I'll still harp on it, no matter how ridiculous I look. 
And I can tell you she helped me out once because when you do these multi-factor authentications, which I'm sure you've done and some of your uh, listeners have done, Sometimes there's a timeout. Yeah. And maybe that code is only valid for like a minute. Which is awful. Yes. And you think it's bad for you. Imagine working in a facility where you have to run in and out of a door that you have to badge (laughs) and code into. Um, so uh, it's it's a whole spectacle, and uh, I one time I could not beat the, the time, and I was sprinting in and out of this room. It's called a skiff. And so I asked Allie to relay, uh, and I was yelling outside of the skiff, and I was screaming at her, this is the code, <laughs> and she would type it in to the computer, and we finally got in and, and broke the 30-second timeout instead of writing it on a sticky note that wasn't fast enough. And um, it's it's a whole spectacle. It, it, while you know this is a full office building of other agents, right? Um, and <laughs> they're watching me run back and forth, and hopefully not thinking it's an emergency. Like, nope, it's just two factor again. What, what's what's best practice for whether the, it's the government or for a major corporation when you uh, are being attacked, a cyber attack, and they ask for a ransom? We're we're seeing that right now. And it's being extremely underplayed by the media with what's happening at MGM and what happened at Caesars. Caesars, from what I read, ended up paying the ransom. MGM held out and are swearing up and down that everything's fine. Yes, some information got out. We're going to let those people know, but everything's fine. They fixed it. Let's move forward. But that's scary. MGM, that's a lot of names and numbers in a lot of different casinos. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. And uh, if you read up on... Uh, the story of how that happened, uh, it is a little wild because, uh, you know, for, for an organization of that magnitude uh, to be compromised in that way and the way in which it happened, I can't speak to all the details of it right now. In fact, I, I know that's there's some ongoing work for that. But uh, the FBI would be handling something like that. Uh, yeah, especially if the victim is, is willing to report it and, uh, you know, be cooperative about the whole situation. That always helps our investigations to do what we can on our part. Uh, but yeah, that was a, a good example. I remember when I was there actually at a hacker conference uh, that uh, folks were concerned. In fact, there were a bunch of Reddit posts calling hackers, hey, can you hack the, the new, the sphere, the, the big right. yeah, display oh. that they're finishing up there and you know, dis- display in- inappropriate things about it. And I've seen this before where hackers will get into a billboard and they'll put you know, right. content that shouldn't be on there. Uh, and um, so that there's this call for hackers to do something. But when that does happen to a company, number one, I hate to see uh, them pay uh, the ransomware. And you're absolutely right. It is a trend that we've been seeing a ton of. We constantly, we constantly get walk-ins, whether in person or phone calls, you name it, of businesses reporting that they've been hit by ransomware. And there's many different ransomware strains. And uh, for those listeners that don't know, I mean, ransomware... Uh, is essentially just an attacker encrypting all your files on your computer, on your network. and um, But, like, the, they're not taking the data with them, right? It's just locking it so you can't get to it. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they'll exfiltrate the data, as we uh-huh. say, and they'll upload it to their own computers. And if it includes, like, personally identifiable information, sensitive info, payment info, uh, they will also threaten the company by saying, hey, we're going to sell this and name and shame you. Uh, whether on the clear web or dark web, unless you pay us type thing. So it's, it's another form of the extortion. But yeah, the, the crux of it is usually the encrypted files that a business needs to run. Right. And um, so when that does happen, uh, 
Uh, obviously, you know, the business needs to figure out how they got in in the first place so it doesn't happen again. And uh, we do recommend that they reach out to us, that they file a report with all the details. So, we so can no do- pay. You, It's kind of like how we allegedly deal with terrorism. You know, it's like we don't pay. We're not... You can't force us to pay. We swap, but we don't pay. That's that's my uh, opinion, at least. And the thing is, though, at the end of the day, it is a business decision. We cannot force, uh, we cannot tell a business not what to, to do or what not to do because uh, imagine like a hospital get hits and an ICU is compromised and people are getting cancer treatment drugs. Uh, where, when people's lives are on the line, and this has happened before with a ransomware attack, uh, sometimes you have to weigh of, you know, uh, what what to do as a business, mm-hmm. what yeah, makes the most sense. Yeah, and and these things are often negotiated too. The prices are often negotiated down. And But the thing is that there's, there's no guarantee that these guys will not share the data uh-huh. uh, on-, on Or even platform. unlock it, right? Yeah, yep. exactly. Um, and, and so uh, the other thing is like, if you're willing to pay and you've shown that you're a target that's willing to pay, well, you know what? You might get targeted again in the right. future. So here's something I want to always ask somebody in your, your situation. Again, Special Agent Ed Cadino with the FBI talking cyber attacks, cyber crime, so on and so forth. So if we here in the United States constantly get hit with the Nigerian prince emails, <laughs> you know, those types of emails, the uh, there must be hackers in the United States that hack other people. So does somebody in Nigeria get hit with the <laughs> Sacramento Prince emails or something? Are they complaining about what we're complaining about? I've never seen the reverse. And yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. We do collect statistics on this kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, uh, there's this perception around the world. Uh, and to some degree, it's true that, uh, you know, most of the wealth is in a certain region of the world. And people see the U.S. as being the richest folks. But, uh, you know, when when you see other countries... Uh, that tend to be at the top of those statistics that are obviously have lower GDPs than we do. What those criminals might not realize is like the people that they're hitting and attacking, whether it's it's elder folk um, or, or, or folks that are just vulnerable and don't have some good cyber hygiene. Like we get walk-ins that lose their entire life savings to this. Yeah. Like you're not getting at the man. You're, you're not, you know, you're not Buffett take, isn't answering that email. Yeah, right, yeah, right. exactly. So uh, and there's no recovering, right? If you fall for one of these scams and you pay, in which people, mainly elderly people, do, uh, you're not getting that money back. It's not like it's FDIC insured or anything, right? Yeah, um, unfortunately. And oftentimes when we do catch the bad guys, um, no matter where they are, uh, they tend to spend the money and be flashy with it, and it's all evaporated. And there's usually not reparations by the time that uh, the prosecution happens. But at least sometimes there can be a form of justice um, in the form of rehabilitation, incarceration, that type of thing. And sometimes victims do get to face uh, the person that did this to them. But it's very hard. And I'll tell you that. So these cyber investigations, they're, they're like putting pieces of a puzzle together. They don't tend to run and move as fast as other uh, types of investigations so they can take months or years uh, and it it could be two years after an incident happens that we call a victim and ask them if they want to go on the stand type thing have you ever traveled i was watching uh years and years ago something you know it was kind of like the infancy stages of the cyber crimes and the cyber attacks and it was like a 60 minutes or something and they traveled to some third world country and they went into an internet cafe and they actually <laughs> excuse me found the person the kid it was a kid and busted him, doing it right there. The kid runs off and stuff, and I was like, this is compelling television. Have you, as a member of the FBI, and this is what you do, traveled overseas 
and actually hunted down the bad guy at one of these internet cafes and caught them? <laughs> Um, I have been involved. I've been fortunate enough to be involved in cases like that. Uh, some of them have not been adjudicated, so I can't get into all the details. But I can tell you that when the machine works, that when all international partners are working together, uh, whether that criminal is on the other side of the globe from the U.S. or not, we have had the opportunity to fly out. I've personally shoulder surfed someone uh, that was taking a support ticket from the criminal while he was hands-on keyboard um, what does that mean? Shoulder uh, surf. So um, I would like literally stand behind someone, um, maybe working at a data center uh, while they were chatting with someone. And, you know, you have to get a lot of things in place uh, for to, to be able to do something like that. And, you know, when when we have a foreign law enforcement working with us as partners, uh, there's nothing we, we can't do to stop these criminals because uh, folks think that they have safe haven uh, across the globe from the U.S. when they attack U.S. victims. But um, when we have good international cooperation uh, and we put evidence together and we show that, hey, look, there's victims in your country as well, and they're laundering money through your country and this and that, uh, sometimes we get great results and we take down not just individuals, but entire enterprises, whether they're running botnets or ransomware strains. And probably all kids, too. You know, a lot of it tends to be younger folks that are technically curious. I remember when I first got my 56K dial-up modem, you probably yeah. do too. First thing I did was get on those forums and learn about what was called freaking and the early yep. you know, forums of hacking. Chatting all fishing. night long with strangers. <laughs> yeah, AOL Messenger, all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Uh, because folks are technically curious, and it, it, to some extent, it's entertaining to read something that's edgy like that. Or not yours. We're not yours. I'm yeah. not, look, I'm not going to lie. There was a, years and years ago, there was a girl that hanging out with for a little bit. And it was, nobody does this anymore. But she was like, I need, I don't have my phone on me. I need to check my Facebook. Can I use your phone? Mm -hmm. And so she did, but she didn't log out. Oh, I love when my friends oh. do that. I read all their stuff. <laughs> and, I read it all. And, and I read, you know, just accidentally, I pop it. I'm like, this is still her face. Like, I'm not. Yes. No, <laughs> you gotta read it. It's not my fault she put it on my phone. So what's the legality behind like those guys you see on YouTube who like hack the hackers? You know, where like they draw them into their system, but then they take it the next step further. Like there's this one guy that's very popular, and then he logged into their webcam and started talking to them. Is he now crossing a legal line <laughs> at that point? That is a great question. And I'm not a lawyer by trade. I uh -huh. was an engineer before I joined uh, the bureau. Um, but that is a very slippery slope because if you start to break the law, we have a statute, uh, it's called the 1030 statute where, you know, unauthorized computer access, uh, also warn about, you know, accessing uh, your friend's messages, uh, without their knowledge. I just, you know, I, I, to some extent I have to be a G man here. Yeah. Right? By the way, uh, that was in my past. I've been cleared from <laughs> yeah, the bureau. Yeah, yeah. He's been re rehabilitated. Uh, yeah, I've been rehabilitated. All right. I'm just reminding you, if you're past 18, you probably can't get your record expunged anymore. Uh, <laughs> she willingly entered the password into his phone. Uh, I was I'm, there. I saw her. That's okay. my department at the uh, FBI. I'm just trying to look out for you because I think there is some interest in you joining us. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure you have a clean record. <laughs> well, see, little, little do you know, Special Agent Ed Kadena, is that they, they brought me on board because I'm an expert of having women log into their Facebook <laughs> on my phone. So I'm going, it's going to be a new department here in a couple of weeks. Oh, it's okay. called the other person logging into their social media department. Uh, and I'll be heading that. It's uh, <laughs> OPP for sure. Oh, right. is that what it is? Okay. All right. Well, look, uh, here's the deal. We got to wrap this up. But FBI.gov slash Sacramento, or even on Twitter at FBI 
Sacramento, and this is a thing, right? I mean, it's not just a you know overseas or a, a national government. This is a local thing for local businesses, like Special Agent Ed Cadena was saying. So if you are a victim of this or you feel like you're a victim of this, reach yeah, out, right? Yeah, please. Uh, one plug, uh, just to end uh, my part here, www.ic3.gov. Find resources there to protect yourself and report an incident. Okay, good, because, you know, I'm going to bring my mother, my 76-year-old oh, no. mother with me to our next class. I'd love to sit to meet down. Her. Oh boy, she's going to tell you that how wrong you are because her Facebook uh, thread oh. said this. <laughs> right. She was worried the other day of the EAS system that went off. She was like, "My name, Chase, my neighbor told me to turn off everything at my house mm-hmm. or everything's going to go haywire and people are going to get into my microwave and my <laughs> She unplugged her fridge. Well, mom. <laughs> All right, I'm actually kind of smart. Unplug your smart device. <laughs> yeah, unplug your smart device. This is not a smart fridge. Again, <laughs> FBI.gov slash Sacramento, oh. <laughs> Special Agent Ed Cadena. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Uh, give some in here. Hang on. Well, as we uh, finish up the final hour of the program and get ready to go out to day number two of Aftershock, I, I did not make it out there yesterday. I know you two are out there working extremely hard, which I'm sure the radio station highly appreciates. But my son and daughter went out and uh, I, you know look I've been to many rock festivals and rock shows and, and and I get it and it's a great group of people there's no doubt but uh, you remember your first rock show and you're probably a little nervous and a, and a little timid especially if you're a female and so my daughter is not the rock festival type just she hasn't been even though I've been doing this type of radio for a very long time she just never went she's more of the country music side of things right sure. Which is a different festival. Still good, just different. Yeah, next week. <laughs> right, like next week, yeah. So uh, so she went out, and I, I didn't take her. So I'm sitting there worried. We're kind of, you know, we're in a new city, a new town, all that good stuff. And so she went out with her, her big brother. And, and your uh, older brother doesn't always look out for you the way that he needs to. Well, I was worried. <laughs> you know, he gets so excited for some of these bands, especially Avenged, and he, you know, I'm afraid he's going to just leave her and go in the pit and do his thing uh, because he's all in. She had a blast. She had an absolute blast. She says awesome. it could not have been more fun. She was so she look looking forward to going back this weekend. Oh, well, that's good. I was so worried. I was just I'm not I was worried. looking for. Her. I didn't see him though. I wasn't worried about the festival or anything. Like that. I was just worried about people. You know, just somebody being an ass jack. But believe it or not, the people there were extremely nice. And and let's be honest, I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. So why every- is that? Because you were wearing open toed shoes. No, not because I wore open toe shoes, because no one else there looked like me. So I'm walking through. Oh, nobody the had crowd. red hair or wig on? Right, that's right. Okay, I'm trying so to figure I'm out. I'm walking what... through the crowd, okay? <laughs> you know what? She's not wrong. <laughs> She's, I'm not. I'm walking not through wrong. the crowd, and everywhere I go, everybody stopped to, to look, to stare, whatever. And I expected maybe some people might say something crazy to me or be rude, or but no, everybody there was pretty nice, chilled. They would say hello if you walk past. So it wasn't a bad crowd, there, believe there, it or not. There's a, an extreme misinterpretation for many years of what the rock listener is, mm-hmm. and it's always this uh, ignorant, non-educated, white trash, stupid, throwaway, no manners and that's not the case at all. I met a CEO last night. It, it, it's it's so funny. Even in radio, radio still screws it up with the mm-hmm. rock listener and what they are. Uh, they're not. It's just somebody that likes a certain genre of music. Mm-hmm. And if you live the lifestyle, it doesn't mean you're a waste case, no. right? You know. And and if anything, you know, I would take the rock listener over any other. It's definitely top forty. Uh, definitely yeah. uh, urban as far as the brotherhood of looking out for each other in the pit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope that the the same rules apply 
you know, even to the younger rock generation. But, you know, that that's as as dangerous as people make it look and sound. It's the safest place to be because the brothers and sisters around you are going to take care of you. Agreed. It's called pit etiquette. You know, if you go into the pit and somebody's in there to be a tough guy and knock you out, they're not going to last long. No, the pit will regulate itself. Right, exactly. So there's just a misinterpretation. So I knew on that part of things would be fine, but you always get astray and whatnot. I know you guys were, you know, going to, doing the backstage and the interviews and all those types of things, and all Nelson cared about yesterday was just getting within some type of radius of Incubus. Yes. Mainly Brennan Boyd. Yeah. Nikki D. I don't need your input yet. It's fine. Did what he, happened? Did he get there? So he didn't get Brandon, but he got the, the basis sister's brother's cousin. No, well, no, he got the DJ yeah. with the long dreads. Kilmore is his name. DJ Kilmore. Okay, he got DJ Kilmore. <laughs> Let me be precise. Chris is his first name. I mean, if you want to get technical. No, I don't want to be that technical. Okay. So he comes over, and I'm standing talking to somebody in the back, and I glance and see him. I make a dash because I'm like, oh, it's happening. I got to get all of this. <laughs> Can't on. miss it. So I get over there right as Nelson's finishing up his spiel to the guy and pouring out his heart. Did you say everything? Yeah, I got everything I needed out. Okay. This was the guy I needed to get redemption from. So this is the, the a member of Incubus I made an ass of myself in front of 15 years ago. So you explained this long story, which he cared nothing about. He did. That's exactly how it went. Gotcha. And guy was like, uh-huh, cool. And then he sat down <laughs> to say, do uh-huh, his interview, cool. right? Did you tell him the music saved your life? I did. This first thing I said, I said, thanked him. I had to thank him for two things. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when I start filming, uh, he's talking, he's interviewing with uh, our midday uh, girl, Mickey. And Nelson's over here. He's on the edge of his seat. His his arms is clenched. He, he turned them some kind of funky way. I don't even know how he got his arms like that. He got his feet um, crossed at the bottom, and he's just doing this rocking thing. And I'm like, is he about to pass out or like something? Like Rain Man. Right. So he's just Baby clenched, man. and he's rocking it. Next thing I know, he picks up this little red rag he has, takes his glasses off. He wipes his eyes. I'm like, <gasps> he's crying. There oh, it went. you cried he for tried DJ to Kilmore. Quickly put it back on, but I had already got him. <laughs> I gotta Don't t- review the footage. I, saw him. I gotta tell you. First off, for let me say this, DJ Kilmore, <laughs> your music saved my life. To drive, especially that one part where it goes up and it goes down, it just made me. Mm-hmm. But then, I also gotta tell you, 14 years ago, remember? I, I did cor- not ask him if he remembered. <laughs> I'm smarter than that. Nebraska Corn Fest, you know, 2002. It's called River Riot, thank you. I was there. You were there. I was working on the show up and at him in the mornings. I wasn't I even felt, on a show I at felt, that point. I felt so stupid, DJ Kilmore. I just felt so stupid because, remember, you asked for coffee and I gave you tea. <laughs> and I just want to say I'm sorry. It's been with me for 14 years. <laughs> But your music saved my life. There's no way why I'm here is because you know yeah, it is. Okay, cool. it is. Cool. That's what he said. Cool. He did not say cool. Cool, cool man. <laughs> see you. See you at the after party. I actually wondered if he could see. He looked like he might have been blind. Did you see? Did you get a good look he at him? He looked like he was a little. I don't know the political word term, but his eyes don't. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah. little cross. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I don't ready know if you for could that. Say that or not, but Baked. that's what they was. Yeah, the when I was looking at me, when I was looking at her, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I- he had his eyes on everything. Which way was going? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know that if they was like that all the time or not. All right, so so with some of the bands today, and, and the lineup today is 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 going to be stacked, really really good. It's going to be there's going to be a lot of energy. I'm going to see Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. Well, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Um, 
She th- she did that yesterday too. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the wrong one, ain't it? Yeah. I don't know why I have that link goes, in my give mind. It away, give it away, give it away now. She goes, okay. Yeah, that's Limp biscuit, right? I go, Shoot. So, I'm going to see him though. So so try I mean, it's cool. You're learning. That's great. And I can appreciate it. But you gotta get the right songs for the right especially if you run why into I them. I think that was Limp Biscuit. That's the red hot chili peppers. Oh yeah, that's what Nelson told me yesterday. Okay. It is. I know I know Limp Biscuit. So What's what do we all told me? What do we all white rockers look alike? Is that your is that your thing? No, I just always put that song with Limp Biscuit. For Why? Some like, I, okay, Limp Biscuit. And everything else is Green Day. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> so Maynard, I love, and I really want to know what happens after September. So if you could just tell me. And do you really live on that boulevard? Because I don't think you do. Broken dreams, really. Yeah. So you've got Biscuit and Tool and Godsmack, headlining, Coed, Cambria, Megadeth, Skillet, Bad Omens. Uh, the Who, not The Who, but The Who. Right. Eat you. Who. Uh, Attila's a good band. Yeah, Memphis Mayfire. Did you say that? Memphis Mayfire. Really I guess they go on about two because that's what my son uh, wants to get out there by two. Yeah, and I like because there's so many stages, it's like you don't have to wait for music. No, there's somebody performing on every stage. Right, as soon as the one act is done, you see the crowd en masse run to the next stage. Even the like the big headliners are on separate stages. So, Godsmack, you guys are my favorite. You know that song, you know, the slow one? <laughs> when fools rush Oh, my God. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Oh, my, oh my God. Isn't that the same? Oh, for fools rush in! I would have given you UB40, but it goes back yes. to Elvis. Elvis, dang it! Oh my I God, knew it was somebody, somebody good? White. I knew it was somebody good. It's somebody <laughs> white. That's what you knew. <laughs> Maybe we should do what? what? I feel like a Nikki Diaz and no coming. Well, this is so ridiculous. Like, what do you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, blow my mind right now. Blow your mind with my rock knowledge? Of, yeah, just of today. <laughs> like something that you could share with somebody, anybody, even yourself. I know that the leader of cult is very passionate about mental health. I know that for a fact. Okay, well, he's out of town already. Right. Played yesterday. Ready for this when they take the stage tonight? Okay. Don't that's do that because somebody's going to blow it. No, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What? That's Limp Biscuit. No, no, no that's Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's what I just said. <laughs> give it away. I thought you were trying to trick me. I was trying to trick you, and it worked. Are you joking? No. It's just all a con. It's a big work. It's a big work. <laughs> well, you say everything's a work, Everything Bailey. So, work. Like, we're at Aftershock, and she's at, like, pre-shock. Like, there's, like, a total... <laughs> there's a total alternate universe that she's in. <laughs> And we just happened to cross paths in the morning. When I was walking the, uh, the, FBI, the FBI agent back here, he's like, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't go to Aftershock because this such and such such band played yesterday. And, you know, I fire. and he's like, um, did, did you did you see him? Were you were you excited to see him? I was like, no, nah, I didn't. I didn't get to see him. <laughs> I you lied no to that man? What he was talking about. You lied to that man? No, I just told him I didn't get a chance to see you him. You got to see the chance to see the lead singer of AFI because he was back there with us at our tent. I did. God, that, oh. that, oh my I, God. Yes. I love Affy. <laughs> I can't believe. Ah. 
Is that Abercrombie and Fitch Incorporated? Is that where you work? Are you wearing cargo shorts up there on stage? Fool's <gasps> 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 a band. I know they're a band. Okay, it's not like sponsored by Ryobi or anything. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Oh. Mm-hmm. Godsmack is not a lip gloss or a chewing gum. That's that's a band that's also. A band. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Porn's not on a cob. No, it's not. Sometimes it is. Oh, oh my God. You want a headline now? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know if I can trust you or anything. <laughs> right. Like, I like hearing the stories about Nelson and stuff, but I'm really disappointed. Like, it's just... It's really embarrassing. Yeah, you have to really try to be more pathetic than me. Now, whoa, 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 whoa now. Don't get crazy. <laughs> not pathetic. <laughs> Don't get crazy. You're like the reoccurring underwear in school dream. You know, that feeling you get. It's just... Right. Are you wearing closed-toed you wearing, uh, closed-toed shoes today? I'm wearing the shoes that are on my feet. She's going all whites now. Boom. This just makes every wrong move. Doesn't listen. Doesn't listen. All right. Yeah. All right, I'm going to tell you where free beer was handed out and how your ring, hold on, how your <laughs> ring could pay you millions. I wrote ring light. I'm like, it's not a ring light. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, if you're young enough thinking about getting in this business, it's real easy. Yeah, <laughs> they won't let anyone in. I mean, if you, if you are out of work and looking for a job that pays pretty decent <laughs> and you know nothing about absolutely nothing uh-huh. and barely can put words together to make a sentence, <laughs> we're hiring. <laughs> Just fill out your application. All right, fourth and final round of headlines here in a minute. Hang on. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines, read all about it, baby. Extra, extra, read all about it. Headlines. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Thanks so much to good guys. Heating and air, 530, good air. Nikki D. Phillies equaled free for some lucky fans. H7. Happy ID job, guys. Free beer. He brought beer for me in the past at an Eagles game. What that guy started to say in the audio, I couldn't get the isolated clip. He started yelling, it's a great time to be a Miller Lite fan and all this in the stadium because at the Phillies game, just a random person who wanted to remain anonymous bought $4,500 worth of beer for everybody in his section, and they have no idea why he did it. Well, that's not the story. The story is, is the guy that's doing it is had on his bucket list is to serve beer at every major league baseball stadium. Yeah, that's the this guy just happened to be one of them. There. Yeah, that's that's the story. Is the guy that's going around all the he missed out on like four or five, and somebody recognized him because he's been a kind of an internet thing. Oh, to do that, I didn't know you could job jump like that. You know, just say like, "Hey, I'm." Because I think he's actually based in Philly, like he's a Philly guy. Yeah, I wondered that. Like, do you have to get like? A, are you are they Some licensed of those to jobs do that? Are contracted jobs though. So like, that's probably how he's able to bounce from stadium to stadium if he's contracted. But that's cool, you know. You know, everybody's got a little something, something that they put on their bucket list. I never, to be honest with you, when I saw service, like I never thought about achieving your bucket list item uh-huh. within your job. Like most of the time, it's something that you're not getting paid for. Right. So in order to achieve your bucket list item, you would have to not work because you'd have to travel or do something that's not going to pay. Uh-huh. This guy's bucket list item was to travel. And sell beer at every single Major League Baseball park, which is pretty damn cool. Yeah, because he's going to get like, paid for it too. Yeah, but it's kind of depressing, isn't it? Like, why is that depressing? Well, it just feels like he had to lower his standards so that he can make sure that he crossed up. Like, like 
it's like the bucket list is so unachievable for people that he had to figure out a way to make it part of his job. You know what I mean? Like, I disagree. I think he's just smarter than everybody else going, hey, look, I'm good at this. Because, you know, like every stadium or every, you know, Golden One Center probably has, I don't know, I've only been there twice, but during King season, if you've got, if you're season ticket holders or you go out to, to a lot of games, there's probably, especially if you have the same section, there's a go-to guy or girl sure. that you love. And usually every ballpark or every venue has that go-to concessions person where they're almost a celebrity, a local celebrity. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this guy, especially as charismatic as he is, dude, they use the Miller Lite thing. You know what mm-hmm. he's talking about, right? Nobody wants Bud Light. Uh-huh. Right. So have Miller Lite. That's what he's saying. All right, second story. Ring wants to get to the bottom and get some real proof of aliens. H8. What did you see? It was like a, it was like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long testing top. Remember the guys who called 911 saying they found aliens in their backyard? Of course they did. Of course they did. Ring is offering a million dollars if someone's doorbell camera catches actual footage of aliens, but you only have until November the 3rd to submit your uh, videos over to them. That, that and, would be it, though, right? It'd be on a ring cam. catches everything else. Yeah, and it'll be clear, and it would not be grainy. Right. And they said you can't doctor it up or try to do the AI stuff because they're going to know. They have a separate contest for that, and you can win $50,000 if you want to do a fake video. But if you get real footage, they're going to give you the million dollars. So just about everybody has a ring cam, right? For the most part, everybody's... Well, a lot of people do. A lot of people do, right? Everybody. So, uh... If you go, like, outside of looking at your cameras, if you just go onto the app, they have a community. It's almost like a social me- a social network. I can never tap in to see other people's videos on that. It's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Not only do people communicate about safety, like this is happening when mm-hmm. I, people will post the videos from their ring cam, and it's 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 very voyeuristic. Like, you're in their house looking. Yes, looking. There is a, uh, a video that was making its way around the internet yesterday of these, I think they're like college-aged guys. They were coming back, and again, ring footage is phenomenal. Did you know that the guy that invented ring went on Shark Tank, and it wasn't called ring at the time. It was called, I think, Doorbot or something like that, and he tried to get the sharks to invest, and they all turned him down? I don't doubt that. Wow. I don't doubt that at all. And now since he sold it to uh, Amazon. It's an Amazon-owned yep. comp- uh, mm-hmm. company. Anyway, so these guys, it's two guys and a girl, and they're coming back, and it looks like they've been partying, having a good time and whatnot, and they're kind of – skip in and they get up to the the front door and you hear this woman's voice come through the ring camera um oh is that your new girlfriend she looks 13 so the guy's house that they were at his ex-girlfriend used to live there so oh, she had no, access wow to the ring camera he forgot to change the password so she couldn't get in and so she rips this new girl to pieces and he thinks it's funny and says something back and then the new girl Jets. Uh, I would, too. So yep. he lost I both of too. them. All for showing up to his house. All right, last minute calls, comments, concerns, 916-909-0985. Same number for the text machine if you got something. If you uh, have been out to Aftershock and going back out this weekend or going out this weekend, going out tonight, today, uh, let us know. Got a good experience. we got a few minutes before we get out for a weekend here in a minute. Hang on. As always, we appreciate uh, you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nick D. There's Nelson. Before we get out, give us a like, share, follow, and listen to the BS. Get our podcast there. Not only the radio show, but also the extra one we do called the BS Uncensored on the Odyssey app or thebaileyshow.com. It's also posted up on our YouTube channel at the Bailey Show. So we got another three days of Aftershock. I am... 
fascinated with this group that I've joined for the Aftershock Festival. And it was funny, we were talking about this earlier when my son was in to play Game of Tones about moshing. And with Avenged last night, which is obviously a great opportunity, tonight you'll have plenty of opportunities. And uh, this guy was like, uh, actually, I think it's a woman. She was like, I'm an old school metalhead, usual mosh pit angst. But what is this pushing like a swarm near the front so you can't stand, move, or breathe? I did not enjoy that experience. I'm assuming what she's saying it's funny, you know, you get the older the older metalhead, the younger metalhead. I'm assuming what she's saying is that a mosh pit started near the front, Oh, which you don't do. No. You know, moshes are either in the middle, usually in the middle, or at the tail end. Yep. So nobody is backed up against anything. Right. So just a little FYI, if you're new to the mosh pit world, there is a time and place to mosh, and up by the gate where people are standing, or by the handicap accessible area, not the place to do it. And there's no punching. No. Not putting, it's bouncing. Yeah, it's like a bouncy house. Oh, yeah. That's what it is? It's, it's a human bouncy house, yes. Wait, have you not been in one? No, I would oh, never do that. It's so fun. Oh, you like, got to. Oh, you got to. I cannot be that close to people. No, thank you. It's the yeah. rite of passage. No. You got to go on, just go out there for it. All you got to do is run right through it. Yeah, I'm proving a point today with wearing white shoes. You think I'm going to go in a crowd of people jumping around? What no, is the point wait. that you're proving? I don't understand. That I can wear my white shoes just like I wore my sandals yesterday. Well, nobody said you can't wear white shoes. It's just going to need not, new white shoes yeah, the next day. It's no, not suggested. That's all. I'll be fine. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will be there today. So we'll I'm going see. I'm going to find you at the end of the night. <laughs> Uh, through hell or high water, <laughs> I will find you at the end of the night, and I will take pictures of your white. You know, now keep this in mind, Nelson. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at these shoes before she gets out there, mm-hmm. and see if she ever wears them to work again. Oh, okay, yeah. And we need to put a little like That's we need really to trick good. her. I don't know if we drug her or what, but we'll put a little check mark on it so she doesn't go buy a new pair. Uh huh. So you pull a fast one on us. Try to work us. Me? No. no, I never work you. Look, uh, if you're going to Aftershock and whether you know, you're know old school rock festival person or new school, whatnot, uh, the rule is simple. Just be cool. That's all mm-hmm. it is. That's what rock listeners are. Rock people are just cool. And I got a reminder here from the text machine for people going out, too. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it says, good morning, love the show. Just want to throw out people going over to Aftershock can park at Cal Expo and they'll shuttle you over. Oh, very cool. That is good to know for sure. Real good to know. Why are you laughing? Is that the festival, like, over by the, the river there, Aftershark? No, I said Aftershark. <laughs> she said, I didn't hear that. She said Aftershark. Oh, please. For sure you said Aftershark. No, I did. Well, it's what happens before the shark. It's the Aftershark. <laughs> 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 yeah, just be cool. Take care of your brothers and sisters out there. We're all there for the same reason. is because we love rock and roll, and uh, we want to all have a good time. And nobody likes that guy or girl. You know, people are, might get dehydrated. People might fall down. You get them some water and you pick them back up because that's what the rock community is all about. I've been in it for a very long time. So uh, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I always like to say that at a big show like Aftershock. All right. Look, uh, I know you're going to be doing, definitely know you're going to be doing some drinking this weekend, right? Uh, if you've had too much, please do not get behind the wheel of a car. Look, I'll be out at Aftershock this weekend. If you cannot drive and you, for some reason, can't find an Uber or can't afford one, I will take your sorry ass home. Find me. I will. Just do not get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. All right, Nikki D. See you at Aftershock. Nelson. Uh, as Nikki would say, I can't wait to see Limp Biscuit. Give it away, give it away, give it away tonight. At Aftershark. At Aftershark, yes. Fins up. Oh, please. Fins up, yes! <laughs>
Whatever. <laughs> I'm going to see Limp Biscuit, and that's on that. <laughs> Jesus Smack's going to be there. <laughs> that's not a band. Full Jesus Tap. Yeah. Gimp Biscuit. <laughs> that's going to be me tonight, Gimp Biscuit. I'm already Ooh. limping. All right. Uh, have yourself a great, safe weekend. Talk to you Monday at 6. Hey, bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What big award did you win today? You know I kid out of disappointment. Not listening.